put a mark whenever we're ready to record. One, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Double Jump. Um, no, I don't like this intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Double Jump. I'm your host, Yakub. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Double Jump. This is episode numero uno, the very first episode. We already done our episode zero as a test and we're actually launching the podcast with the first episode, hopefully with a new feed. Um, I'm your host, Yakub from Lucky Generation Gamers and to me, uh, to me. Keep it simple. Welcome to Double Jump. This is episode one. We finally made it past episode zero. <laughs> I'm your host, Yakub from Lucky Generation Gamers, and joining me today is my co-host, Patrick, from 2.48am. Hello. And uh, Abdullah Bashiri, also known as Bashavishu from Lucky Generation Gamers. Hey. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Finally, oh. proper episode one. Yeah, finally. Yep. About time. Proper episode one. After all the delays. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the usual thing we're gonna do, um, I think, like we're gonna aim for around two hours, uh, maximum two hours and a half. Yeah. But we're not gonna go beyond that. Yeah, let's keep it to. So yeah, two we're hours. gonna start with uh, our first segment, which is what we've been playing uh, recently. Um, and then we're gonna move on to a news segment where we can discuss like really quickly some of the the, the important stuff that happened to like what we find interesting mm-hmm. um, and discuss that as well. And then in the final segment, it's uh, it's a t- we're just gonna toss up a few topics if we have time. If we have time, we're, um, we have some topics in mind that if if time's not an issue, we're gonna go through both hopefully. And uh, you guys ready to start? Yep. Let's go. All right. So, Let's go. <laughs> what have you guys played recently? Round one. Fight. Uh, I've been playing a couple of games. Um, Yoshi's Willy World. All right. Which is an old game, but I just recently got into it to cleanse my palate of Xenoblade. I, and I think uh, I think like this game is the ultimate palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah. Like. It's it, it is something really special and. I've also been playing Final Fantasy Explorers, which is, you know, trying to uh, emulate what Monster Hunter has been doing on the 3DS. Um, and uh, last couple of days, or the last two days specifically, I've been playing the Division beta. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so let's talk about Yoshi's Willow World. Okay. Uh, since we're like looking at this Google Doc right here and we have the list of <laughs> games that we ordered but yeah. it's okay because it's within the first uh, yeah, yeah. second Whatever. few games yeah. uh, so what's the game like? I mean I haven't played a Yoshi's game since Yoshi's Island on the SNES is there yeah. a reason for me like to check this game out? I mean I'm not a huge Yoshi fan but <laughs> well I mean it's did you enjoy that game? yes and no okay well I mean, I mean, is it is it like is is it more akin to that kind of game, or is it something yeah, yeah, totally it's, new? No, no, it's it's very similar to that kind of game. It's it's the best Yoshi game since that game. So you're tossing eggs and uh, yeah, you're tossing platforming. eggs, platforming. It looks very, um, I guess, basic when you first look at it, but it's 
actually quite challenging, uh-huh. you know. Um, I think especially if you want to collect everything. Yeah, right? that's that's basically it. Um, <laughs> selfie time. Yeah. <laughs> selfie. <laughs> um, so it's so it's it's done in it's done in Nintendo's way. So Nintendo's really good at making games that are that are like playable by anyone like anyone can get into them and at the same time if you want a challenge it's there so the first world in Yoshi's Willy World does a very good job at introducing you to the gameplay mechanics and if you're not familiar with uh, the Yoshi games you you control Yoshi obviously um, and it's uh, 2d platforming and you collect eggs by either eating enemies or picking them up and you get to shoot those eggs at objects. Um, so if there's um, collectibles, you can collect them by shooting eggs at them. Um, you can shoot eggs at enemies. You can uh, shoot eggs to interact with the environment. So, for example, in Yoshi's Woolly World, the entire world is made out of wool, obviously. Yeah, that's what makes it special. Yeah, and it, and it looks like freaking amazing it looks really really good like the the thing they nailed in the past was uh, the Kirby epic uh, epic epic yarn epic yarn right so this is that on steroids pretty much because yeah. epic <laughs> yarn is like really small strings uh, the, the, the art style is like small bits of string yeah it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't filled out it was, yeah exactly yeah, so yeah. it felt like kind of like empty gaps yeah. in between with, the characters with, and stuff like with that. Yoshi's Willy World they they took that and they just like it, it, they they just added so much to it. It's literally that on steroids. Like that's the only way I could describe it. Mm-hmm. And the environment looks beautiful. I mean, even the water is made out of yarn, and it's it you, it just puts a smile on your face. Like you you have a depressed day at work, or you, you you're just having a crappy time in life. Just put on Yoshi's Woolly World and or, or play Dinosaur Warriors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the Kirby game. Uh, epic like, Yarn. Uh, no, no, not the Epic Yarn. Oh, oh, the uh, one with the, the, the clay. The claymation yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, this one also gave me the same feeling as uh, Yoshi. Yeah. Uh, it's very colorful, you know. And the Rainbow story, Curse, that's what yeah. it's called. Yeah. Uh, very simple, uh, not simple, I mean... Um, like it looks colorful. Yeah, so colorful. Much, it's so much colors. And the whole family, you see, when they see me playing it, it's like... Uh, they get like interesting. Yeah, yeah interesting. In they get quiet. Yeah. They want to see the adventure, you know? <laughs> but the, the problem with, with that game, which Yoshi doesn't suffer from, is uh, Rainbow Curse, they, they forced you to use the gamepad, which isn't a problem, but you spent the entire time looking down at the gamepad, and it was very difficult to, like play and look at the big screen. Yeah, that and was the problem. Right? Yeah. And, and it's not the kind of game that you can coordinate your mm. your your pen motions with yeah. what's going on, on the screen without actually looking at the No, no. It's can't. very difficult. I, I've I've tried doing that and it's there's some um, like you can do that in the very very easy parts of the levels. Yeah. But the further you get into the game, the trickier the levels get and you have to be very precise in your platforming. Mm-hmm. And you can't control Kirby. Kirby is constantly moving. So if he's moving You control forward, the path. Yeah, you so control yeah. his path. But wait, Yoshi's Willy World isn't, world isn't like that. It's, yeah. it's actually yeah, yeah, like it's, proper... It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like playing a 2D... Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. playing a 2D platforming game like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's reassuring. Yeah, and um, so in, in Yoshi's Willy World... Um, like, th- that's the gimmick, the, the wool world. 
But the things that Nintendo does with that gimmick just really makes the game a joy to play. I mean, you'll be walking through a level and you have like your yarn balls that you've collected by eating enemies and stuff, uh -huh. who are obviously also made out of yarn. Um, and you'll come across, for instance, a windmill. And the windmill has the... the like empty frames of... Yeah, uh, of the, the... Crap, what do you call them? The, the, the sails? I guess. Uh, I don't know. And you shoot the yarn at those sails and they fill out. And okay. then, and then that, uh, when they fill out, you can actually jump on them huh. to continue the level, you know? But does that add like a, a, any kind of, like, you, typically Kirby and, and Yoshi games have been more on the easier side, the more like, they're, hmm. they're very forgiving in terms of like so, difficulty. How, so, is, how does this one stand? So for instance, if a child was playing this game, they'll have no problem playing the game. Like it's pretty straightforward, pretty easy. I haven't died in the game yet, and I've beaten the first world, and I'm nearly through the second world. Okay. Um, but the challenge is trying to find all the collectibles. And if you're anything like me, and I'm obsessed with collecting everything, then you, you will find a challenge. And the fact that the game is such a joy to look at, and it controls very well, the music is amazing, everything about the game is top-notch. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Nintendo, you know? So, trying to find the hidden collectibles is part of the fun, you know? Okay. And what makes it uh, so extra they, fun so they is... Made, they made this, like, accessible to everyone yeah. while adding some kind of, like, replay value or depth, maybe, in terms for, of... For the older players, of, like, content. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what also makes it enjoyable, the, the finding the collectibles aspect of the game, is the fact that most of them are very well hidden. And they're hidden within the environment. Are they like and banjo level of? Uh, I mean, not or something like that. No, no, no. They're like Donkey Kong, something like Donkey Kong Country, the older Donkey Kongs, or not even because um, to find some of these collectibles, you have to interact with the environment, and it's the you see the different ways that the wool is used within the environment. So, for instance, you'll be jumping along platforms and stuff, and you'll see like a wall with a string coming out of the wall. Okay, and you interact with that and Yoshi basically takes apart part of the level and opens up this whole new area that oh, has the hidden... Like, a, like eating this uh, string. small string, string yeah, and so pulling it oh, out. Pulling, oh. Yeah. oh, that's cool. It's yeah, like yeah. the cracks on the walls from The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, basically. I have to put a bomb here. <laughs> okay. but, they, but they do it in a way where it's... Like, I, I was... I, I remember this one level very early in the game, and there was one collectible I couldn't find. And it, I played the level through maybe four times, and I was itching to just Google the, the location of, the, of the, that last hidden collectible. And this level has an underground area which is kind of dark, so you can't really see things. And it turned out that there was a string uh, coming out of, like, the floor, and it was, it was there, but it wasn't easy to see. You mm -hmm. had to look for it, you know? And I just ended up beating myself up because it was, it was right in front of me. But because of the way the levels are designed... It's, it, does, it, it blends in very yeah, well. Yeah, it blends in yeah. very well, but not to the point where it's annoying. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, so that's Yoshi's Wii So, World. recommended? You think it's a good pickup for the Wii U if you yeah, have yeah. one? Yeah, if you have a Wii U, like, th this is definitely a, a game I would highly recommend. Um, and then I'll talk about Final Fantasy Explorers real quick. 
Um, so, like I said, it's similar to Monster Hunter in the term, in, in, in a way where um, it's sort of open world and you have, like, we've all, well, most of us have played Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Um, this is more akin to the older Final Fantasy games where you get to choose your job. Okay, so the job system is in the yeah, game. Yeah, the, the job system is in there and it's, uh, it's, they've made it really easy to switch jobs. So, in, you can't switch jobs in the middle of a quest, but you can, you can switch jobs... When you go back to town. Yeah, when you go back to the hub. So basically, it's like a hunting game. Yeah. It's um, a, more more like like in the sense of like where there's a hub world where players can meet and then yeah. pick a quest and just zone into the to the area where yeah. the quest is. You beat the boss or whatever. The yeah, objective pretty, is that, go back to town. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And you get to craft and... and the so you game get drops has, from the monsters and stuff. Yeah, and you, precisely. And, and the game has a lot of fan service. I mean, one of the first... Um, Ar like uh, armor that I was able to unlock, but I haven't crafted it yet, was Sephiroth's uh, armor. Oh, okay. And um, the second one I unlocked was the Onion Knight. Oh, okay, oh, that's yeah. cool. Um, and Cloud's armor is in the game, and it, it, there's a lot of fan service. Mm -hmm. Um, so what's the gameplay like? Usually these games they they boil around having fun gameplay. Like yeah, the gameplay is usually this is where the game kind of falters. I mean, the job system is great. Um, for instance, I, I was playing with our friend Wahab. Yeah, he's a white mage and I'm black mage. Uh, we went on a few quests. It's a lot of fun to cast spells, and the game has like a combo system where the more spells you cast, the higher score you get and if you keep the score above a hundred you unlock um a special move okay um so it's like a combo meter that fills yeah, up yeah. and when it's full you get access to like a limit break or something yeah something like that yeah okay um that part of the game is fun um the problem is the game kind of looks like crap okay. and <laughs> the monster animations are very um robotic oh so like the, not the entire the, the entire game doesn't look bad. Your characters look fine. The hub looks fine, but when you go to the outside world, it's very very empty. Oh, okay. Um, and and it's I'm, I'm sure it's because I mean it's out on the 3ds. So we we should say the game. Well, the is, hardware is limited. Yeah, but, it's but limited. Again, but I mean, you, look at Monster Hunter 4. Exactly. It looks amazing. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it looks amazing, but they did no, for wonders. the hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah for, for the, the hardware. hardware. That's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what I meant by amazing. Like, they, they, it looks really good. They worked wonders. Yeah, Capcom with with Monster Hunter and and, the, but like with Final Fantasy Explorers, the first area you're, you're in is just this wide open green plain, and like you have enemies popping up and stuff. There's the draw distance isn't that great. So it's not as elegant as you. Think it yeah. might come from like a Square Enix exactly. game. So. Maybe maybe they're still trying to figure out the hardware. Maybe you know Final Fantasy yeah. Explorers Two will be a big jump forward. Maybe, I, like, I have uh, no idea. you have to start somewhere. Yeah, um, but then so so like I'm still I'm still playing the game. I'm not gonna stop because I mean even though the game looks bad and and the way the enemies move is not that great it's still kind of fun and i'm not sure why i, I think it's because i like to craft stuff is, is there like a single player component to the game yeah, like, yeah there is there's a story you, mode yeah there is a story mode you can either play those missions with a friend or two 
or by yourself. So it's up to three players. Yeah. Okay. And um, the online multiplayer functionality yeah, there, is there. Yeah, okay. it's it's there. Oh, even um, for the story mode. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah. So unlike Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter has a single player mode where only you can play by it's yourself. Like literally single player. Yeah. yeah. Um, this isn't like that. This the the, the like main campaign can be campaign. played. Yeah, yeah basically. Mm -hmm. um, but but the, the way the enemies move and their designs really turn me off. I mean. The first big monster you fight is a giant dragon, and it's, I mean it's we really were spoiled by Monster Hunter 4 because when you see the monsters move in that game, it's so fluid and it's so like it has like personality. Yeah, the dragon in this game, it I mean the only way I can describe it is robotic. Like they they, it it moves when it moves side to side. It it just. There's no animation to it. It, it literally shimmies just, just like shimmies, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it shimmies like side to side. Um, it was a really easy fight. Mm. Um, there wasn't really any challenge to it. And it kind of turned me off, but at the same time, I enjoyed casting spells. So, I mean, it's, it's a double-edged sword, basically. The, the enemies look like crap, they move like crap, but at the same time, the there's other aspects of the gameplay that kind of makes yeah. up for the shortcomings but, but it really depends yeah it really depends on your job like for instance uh, the first job you have is just a regular mercenary so you're swinging a sword swinging a sword in this game is boring because it's you're just button mashing basically um, you have some special moves but they're not that interesting um, so casting spells is a lot more enjoyable than swinging a sword at least that's what I think. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's disappointing. It's like if I was gonna rate the game out of ten, it's a perfect seven. If if that makes sense, it's just average. I think maybe if you if you can like make more like if you can like give it more time and see what the I'm not gonna say like play until the end game and see what it's yeah, like. Yeah, no, but, like, I'm not go, gonna go, give up. Like like play until you reach one of like. What is equivalent to being like a G rank in, in this game? Yeah. I mean, assuming that it does something similar. Yeah. And see what the game, like how the game changes when it becomes yeah, I, more challenging. I'm, I'm definitely not giving up on it. It was yeah. just really disappointing that it turned out this way. Especially because, I mean, me and you and like all our friends, we've, we've been trying to find another game we could play together on the 3DS. And I thought this was it. And I'm still playing with our friend Wahab. Yeah. But it's not something I'll be playing as long as I've been playing Monster Hunter, and I'm still playing Monster Hunter. Yeah. Um, I mean, like if you ask me in, in two months if I'm playing Final Fantasy Explorers, Who knows I'll probably at this point? <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be like, no, I'm not not anymore. Um, especially since Dark Souls will be out by then. But yeah, that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, up next we have. Uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection. Be sure you have been playing that as a player who has never touched a Halo game before. Yep. And you recently got an Xbox One with the Master Chief Collection. So the, the reason that let me uh, buy an Xbox, yeah, buy an Xbox One. So just to be clear, you played the single player uh, campaigns. You haven't been like uh, uh, you're not interested in multiplayer aspect of of Halo outside of playing cooperatively. Yeah. So. What do you think? Like, because it's weird going into Halo right now from the very beginning, especially like starting from games like Halo One. Like, I don't think it aged particularly well. Um, 
like compared to like modern modern shooters. So, what's your experience? What what has it been like? Um, but wait, hold on, before we get into it, but were you familiar with Master Chief or any of the story? I know Master Chief just from the way he looks. Yeah, the way he looks. I don't know anything about the story. Yeah. I hoped I will know too much about the story, the game. Yeah. Uh, the, here, where I get kind of disappointed, mm. because this, the the world is not described very well in the game. Yeah, they they jump directly to the events more than telling a whole story yeah. about the universe and the the world uh, Master Chief is living in. Um, this is this is where like extended universe stuff, like in the yeah, books and the stuff. Books that, that's and that's the where like animation. if you really care about the the like the lore and the world, this is where you got. I mean, back then, this is where we got the information. Yeah. Like, you have to the rest research of the picture. it online. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, but I agree. And uh, before, uh, for, for the listeners to know, uh, I played like uh, other first-person campaigns before Halo, like uh, Modern Warfare, Advanced Warfare. So I'm I'm looking for uh, like a new type of action campaign games. So yeah. I I, see, I saw Halo on E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2014. I think that's when they the showed Master like Chief Collection. Yeah, no, no, no. The, well, the first time no, showed. No, was that Master Chief Collection? I think it was 2013 when they announced it. Oh, okay. Or it's 14. So uh, I, 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 I suddenly said, "This is the perfect time to play Halo." I didn't play any any of Halo, the series yeah. before, so because it was like supposed to like bundle everything. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to like go and dig up old systems and find yeah. copies. Yeah, so. I played it through uh, through one to four, uh, except ODST. ODST. Yeah. I skipped that because there was uh, like uh, technical errors with the game. I mm-hmm. couldn't play it. Uh, yeah, in the beginning. That's, that's yeah. too bad because ODST is one of my favorite Halo games. But I think you you got it for free, right? Yeah, I got yeah, it you can, for you free. You can play it now. Yeah. Did you download it? Yeah, I I deleted and redownloaded it again, but I skipped it because I oh. started with four. Okay, yeah. okay. By the time ODST well, will give you more backstory, backstory to the world. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and and it's a you, you don't control Spartans, you control normal uh, soldiers hmm. and uh, and Reach as well. Reach Reach had Spartans that are no, not Master yeah, Chief. Yeah, Reach yeah, had but, a lot of they, like backstory. Yeah, but it, you did control Spartans in Reach. Yeah. Um, but in ODST, you you controlled regular humans and pretty much like the Call of Duty of Halo. Yeah, and time, yeah. and it, for me personally, I really enjoyed ODST. Everything about the game, it felt like Halo, but at the same time, it had its own personality. The music was amazing. I mean, the music in Halo in general is yeah, amazing. But right, yeah. I I think ODST has some of the best music in the series and. The story was pretty interesting. Cool. I think I will try it. Yeah, 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 and it has co-op because you're yeah. playing with yeah, your son. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, where was I? So, in general, like, if if we're gonna talk about like how yeah. your impre- your impressions your, of like impressions Halo One, Two, Three, and yeah, Four, like, and how four, everything changed. Uh, I'll talk it special for the campaign, not the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. already we yeah. already mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I don't recommend it. <laughs> really? That much, yeah. <laughs> All of the Halos. Here, this is this is very. Um, well, hold on, I'm not familiar with the Master Chief Collection. It has one, th- one through two, four, one through four, and ODST, and no, but no Reach, no Reach, not, no not reach. yet, no. Oh. Yeah, okay. It's, the action is good, but not that good. Mm. You know, there, there are the fighting scenes is very good, but mm. there's no action in between. You know, yeah. you fight, you move along. You fight, you, you you move to another area. You yeah. fight, and that's it. 
you just see another place. Yeah. You're fighting in a new place. There's nothing happening. Yeah, yeah. Unless you get like the occasional cutscene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, everything is happening on the intercom while you're while you're moving around yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and some uh, and s things start to get good at f when I played four. Yeah, because yeah. four four is more modern. Yeah, more modern. Yeah. So if you're looking for a modern uh, first-person shooter campaign. I don't suge suggest you go through to the older ones. Older yeah, ones. to the older yeah, ones. Because yeah, they haven't aged. Because because well. if you play yeah. it like if you if you eventually you, you're gonna play Halo Five, right? You yeah. are, you're interested in continuing that. Yeah, yeah. Because because sure. Halo Five right now, like the, the the way it plays, it plays like a modern shooter. Like seeing how Halo jumped from like one to two to three to four, and you see like, and and especially when looking back and you see what games, what shooting games standards were like at the time these games were released, yeah. I think it would give you a very interesting like view at what shooters were, like how they evolved. I mean, Halo was it. It started the console shooter. Like if you think about like, it, okay, Halo the, One, like pro, before pro, done right. Like yeah, yeah, if you don't consider like Golden Eye, which is a very weird yeah, take on it, but, but like proper modern shooter shooter. But games. if you think about what came out between Golden Eye and Halo One, no, nothing, nothing. No, there there are other there were tries. there were like Criterion's uh, 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 game. What was it called? Black, I think. Yeah. No, no. Black came out after Halo. It came out after Halo. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yep. Pretty sure. Because because Black didn't have the Halo controls, otherwise they would have just copy pasted that. I'm pretty sure it came out. It came out 05. Oh, for, oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> so yeah, okay. We'll I mean, there was Criterion um, screwed up. <laughs> yeah, there there was another first person shooter that was popular. It was the I mean, there on, on PC uh, there was like Doom and Quake and, and Half Life. Like yeah, yeah. No, but on on the console there was. Um, there was the Call of Duty game, like the the first no, Call no, of Duty there game, was, there the was World War games. They had they had Medal of Honor at the time. There was yeah, but there was one specific one I'm trying to think of. But I'm not going to think of it now. Yeah, but I'm saying like yeah. if you look. But at I mean, but, but my point was yeah. there was there wasn't any first-person shooter that had an impact like Golden Eye or Halo. Yeah. And Halo came out at the time where it made a huge impact to the point where. Like it, it started that revolution of first-person shooters. Online multiplayer. Online, right? Online and multiplayer. No, and campaign on console. Yeah, because campaign it brought something like you know how Half-Life. It was. It was. It was cinematic. Yeah, Half-Life at the time. It, it mm. brought. It brought like storytelling, like dynamic storytelling to a first-person shooter. Because yeah. the only per people who actually got it right was at the time the uh, Half-Life yeah. dudes. So yeah, Valve. So they bought something like similar to that. To to the consoles, yeah, with like a, with the control scheme that got popular yeah. for the because I mean even if you look at Medal of Honor that came out on PS One, that was very straightforward, very linear, and there wasn't anything. I mean, it was, everything was like Doom and yeah, it was it was a, it was kind of like a corridor shooter. Yeah, and the story was I mean World War Two, and it, it was it was great, but it wasn't um, anything S special. Yeah, special. Halo came out and I mean we, we got Master Chief, we got this the entire stories. world which I mean right now to you like you're playing it now it seems shallow but back then it was me and my friends spent hours in the game just looking around and like um, exploring the world even though it was linear. Yeah, that's what I, I, want, you know. I, I want to say that, uh, that this game is good for 
multiplayer more than campaign. Yeah. If you're looking for no, but, but I'm talking about like co-op. Like we spent a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's why I call, I actually continued playing the game uh, because I found Yago uh, told me that uh, it's, you can play the campaign uh, co-op. co-op yeah. yeah. So, so he's playing with his son. So oh. I brought <laughs> my son. Play, come play with me, and yeah. he's, he, me and me and him uh, had so much fun playing with together. Yeah, um, especially there's no too much blood, you know. And yeah, yeah. The violence is very yeah. cartoony, cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. So we had fun playing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting to see like uh, your point of view of the Halo games, like coming in very late into the franchise, yeah. like. We're like at the fifth. We're on the fifth like mainline game now. But mm-hmm. you actually, you actually got to witness like Halo when it looked like crap to Halo when it looked like you know modern. Yeah, yeah, it's, decent, it's, yeah. it's uh, progressed real well. Yeah. to the for, to, to the, the point of like what what was yeah, out I, by the time I'm, Halo I'm, 4 I'm hoping to see more in Halo Five. Yeah, uh, I think you'll be impressed by Halo Five. It's mm-hmm. it's a really good like modern shooter, and I think. Because I know you personally, you're, you you like you like you generally enjoy the Call of Duty campaigns. Yeah, especially uh, the modern warfare. Yeah. yeah, I think like because Call of Duty introduced like a more faster paced um, experience that Halo usually typically lacks. Because Halo's a slower shooter. Yeah, yeah. Like, especially like how like your movement, like you're you're a heavy dude who 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 like who defies gravity, sort of. And also gets affected by gravity, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but but then again, like it's a slower paced game. The newer Halo, like if you thought like Halo Four was a faster, I, I mean, I assume you think that's Little, a, a little bit faster. There is still like fight, move, fight, yeah. move. Halo Five is a bit faster paced than that because oh. it introduces like squad play. There's there's like even if you're playing alone, the, the, there's three NPCs like uh, squad members, and you give them orders and stuff oh, like that. Cool. So it's more like it's more faster paced. But yeah, uh, I'd be interested to see what you think in the future when you try out Halo 5. I think, uh, I think it was an interesting experience that yeah. you had. You rarely get to see someone who like skips an entire generation of a, of a franchise and then just goes and yeah. plays them all like back <laughs> ne- to back. Next on the list, Gears of War. <laughs> oh, Gears of War. You, do, you, have, I, I, you have the collection, right? Yeah, and you got I, the all yeah, your games? Yeah, I, I bought uh, Judgment. Uh, it's called Judgment, right? No, no, Gears the collection? War. No, not the collection. I bought the first, uh, the remake of the first. Uh, yeah, the remake of the Gears One. Then you get all of them, including Judgment. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 I haven't played Judgment. We can call this. Oh, cool. I was never a Gears guy. I was a Halo guy. It's a fun. Like the I, campaigns. I can, the campaigns are fun. Like it's I, I dumb, can, but, yeah. but it's 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 I enjoyable. Just can't, I can't get over the character designs. It's, it's, oh yeah, beefcakes. Yeah, like huge <laughs> guys. You've seen them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Halo. Yeah. I think uh, Gears of War Three had Anya, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the she was she was character. like the female beefcake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's dumb fun. I love yeah. it. Um, but yeah. I'd be interested to see what you think of Gears of War because Gears of War is a very interesting game to look back on. Because personally, my favorite is still one, uh, and I, I realized this when I played the remake. Anyways, um, let's move on to. Uh, yeah, like, do you want to talk a few about cookies? Uh, Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah, um, I downloaded. I bought Final Fantasy Nine on on Android. It's out on iOS as well. It's not yet out on Steam. It should be out soon. But basically, um, I bought the. The smartphone version, thinking that would be like uh, convenient for me, because I haven't haven't had much time to play, like other than maybe Street Fighter later, which we'll talk about. 
But um, having Final Fantasy in my pocket all the time is something convenient for me, especially with this port. The port is actually pretty good. Yeah. Graphically, they like they enhance the characters, to, the character models to look more sharper, more defined. Uh, but that came without a cost because the characters looked so good. They look so good now. They don't blend in well with the pre-rendered backgrounds. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's weird to look at in the beginning. But then you'd say, okay, it still looks great. Like the overall presentation of it is great. The the frame rate issues from in battle is still there because I think this is like. It's an issue with the game system like yeah, itself, yeah, the it, engine it, of the game. Yeah, that, that existed back then. Yeah, so. but it's not it's not a big deal. Um, the important thing to know about getting the the mobile port is that they have the enhancements. Like the game has the enhancements that they added to the Final Fantasy VII um, remaster. Um, not the remaster. The uh, yeah, the, the, the re-release that yeah. they released recently. Basically, you can uh, to, to to like speed up the game up to two x oh, uh, something like that. Um, you can actually start like right on right, right away from the beginning of the game. You can have like infinite gill max max uh, like level. Um, Interesting. You can you can automatically learn abilities as you learn them because it'll automatically like as you level up and you unlock stuff. You can the game will automatically like assign the best abilities, the best stuff. Like you don't have to like think too much if you want to play the game. Just speed run it for the story and enjoy that. You can totally do that. Oh, that's great. And I think it's great because on mobile on mobile you can just like use the multitasking functionality in the game, yeah. do something else on your phone, and then whenever you feel like it, just pop the game back and, and uh, continue where you left off. And also, I'm not sure about the Android version, but I think it might have it. I'm sorry, I mean the iOS version, but on the Android version, there's a, there's a, uh, whatchamacallit, the, uh, there's a cloud save functionality. So basically, I can start my game on my phone, and then if I switch to a tablet, I can download my save and continue there, and upload my save and continue from my phone. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's very convenient if you have multiple platforms. Uh, so yeah, the port is pretty good. It's it was sixteen dollars when it launched, but now they, uh, because they had a discount, a twenty percent off discount, and now it's up to twenty dollars. They're expensive, Damn. but the the ports are pretty good. The quality yeah. of the ports are pretty good. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mute that one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, did they do the same thing for Final Fantasy Seven? Yeah, like yeah. the cheats for level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just mentioned oh, that. They, yeah, they you can, and you can do it like right, right away from the beginning of the game because you just go to the start menu and then there's like the options. Pick up the phone, mom. <laughs> so yeah, basically it's a it's a really good port. I recommend it if you if you're willing to drop the twenty bucks. Um, it's, it's hefty for like a mobile game, but I mean, it's the only place you can play this game now, unless you no, have no, if a you, Vita. If, if you own a Vita or a PSP and you have the PlayStation One version you, from the yeah. from from PSN, then you're but, fine. I mean, this sounds like it's more convenient. Faster. It's yeah. more convenient, yeah. That, that's something like I really want and, in my life right now. And this is coming out on Steam too, right? It's coming out on Steam. Does um, Steam have the cheats? It should. It's 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 uh, it should be the same code. Okay. Um, yeah. Interestingly, though. Um, the, the 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 studio that worked on the port is mm. uh, based in Thailand. Oh, oh yeah, and you mentioned that before. That is pretty interesting. Yeah. So um, I don't know if they're like affiliated with Square Enix uh, in any way, but recent in recent memory, like Square has been doing like a really good job uh, with their uh, smartphone smartphone games. So, Except for yeah. Final Fantasy VI. No, I think six is like an end of an era of crap. Yeah, yeah, and they've they've <laughs> since been doing a good job because they really botched the uh, Dragon Quest Eight port. It was horrible on mobile. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, 
Anyways, that was Final Fantasy IX, uh, the smartphone version. Um, I wanted to just say my final thoughts on uh, Yakuza 5 because I, I finally beat it. Finally. Yeah, 55 <laughs> hours. Took me, took me a, a whole month to like make time to beat it. Um, I still stand by my word. It's the best in the series. It's the most... Um, it has the most variety because you play five characters in this game and each <laughs> character is like his... It has its own sort of thing because... You start the game with with the uh, Kiryu Kazuma and you're like driving people in a taxi and playing you know standard Yakuza game, yeah. and then suddenly you switch to Haruka, the girl, and she's um, the game like suddenly turns into a rhythm game. What? Exactly, like, <laughs> a, a, like a, an actual rhythm game. <laughs> so like buttons pop up and you have to press them at the right. Yeah, because because Haruka doesn't fight in the streets, you know. Yeah. So so what? She dances in the streets. I'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I don't want to spoil it because it's it's really it's really interesting how diverse this mm. game is, and I really like the way they blended in the the side stuff with the main stuff, like the main the main story stuff. Because mm. usually, 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 for like you can you can play an entire Yakuza as a game without being exposed to its side content and its mini games. Yeah. They 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 actually like blended in the mini games like they gave you like a story reason sort of to check out some of the mini games in the in the game so it, it was it was pretty cool the the like the climax of the story as as per like typical uh, Yakuza games is really like awesome um, lots of lots of uh, double crossings and lots of. Uh, uh, Crazy things happen in the, in the Yakuza game. So, so yeah, would if you recommend this for someone who hasn't played Yakuza ever? Um, it's hard to get into without context. You can you can play this blindly, but you won't enjoy it as much if you if you at least didn't check out like the older games. Because what they've done with Yakuza Four in the past. I mean, is do that they do they reference? Yeah, they do. Oh. They do. Um, but I don't. Like, to be honest, I, I haven't met someone who played Yakuza Five without playing like the older games. So I can't say from that perspective what it would be it would feel like yeah. but um what you can do is that you can you can watch the like yakuza 4 came with a like a, a mini movie sort of thing that compiled all the cutscenes from yakuza 1 to the end of yakuza 3 mm. and you can just watch these you can probably find it on youtube um it summarizes the story pretty well and then go also on youtube and watch like like YouTube something, YouTube uh, Yakuza 4 the movie. Like yeah. Some people probably compile all the main <laughs> cutscenes together. You'll, you'll probably find it and that would suffice. And then just play 5. Mm. 5 is the longest in the, like a typical Yakuza game would take maybe around 20 hours to beat. 21, 20, 20 hours. But this is like the longest by far. It's like 55 and it was really enjoyable. The story is pretty good. I, I really like it. Um, that's all I have to say about it. Right, so and we can move into... What, Street Fighter V or The Division? Let's talk about The Division, since <laughs> it's in beta right now. All right. All right should, uh, beta's... It's, uh, it should it, be it should done be today. Just, just the weekend, right? Yeah, it was just the weekend, and it was supposed to end today, which is a Monday. Okay. Um, um, I think you... Like, I've, I've only barely, like, touched the game. Yeah, you told me, like, the, the mission you were on was the first mission. You asked like, me to, uh, to save to, three guys. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, so what's what's the what's the division? What's it like? Okay, so the division is it's gonna be compared to Destiny, eventually, and I mean not eventually, it already has been compared to Destiny in the sense that it's um, it's a massive multiplayer game, but it's not like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy XIV. It's similar to Destiny in that regard. 
Um, it has a campaign mode and then it has a PvP mode. Mm -hmm. um, and the beta starts you off at the what seems to be the start of the actual game. And you create a character which in beta you just got a random character. You could only randomize their facial uh, features but you couldn't change hair or whatever. Yeah, I noticed that when yeah. I created the character. Like the, the, the tabs are there. Yeah, the tabs are there but, but it's I not available. Like, yeah, for, yeah, for the beta it was like randomize yeah. and just um, get in. And then they, they just throw you straight into the game. They tell you um, you have to go uh, set up a base. Um, there's there cut there's cutscenes. Yeah, there are cutscenes. <laughs> the uh, voice acting is pretty the, decent the as well. The voice acting, I mean, Ubisoft really have improved drastically since uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. I mean, that game was the only good thing that came out of Unity was it. It was a wake up call for Ubisoft because, um, like, they, they since then they've every game they've released I think has been pretty great let me let me like, remind me after your segment to tell you about my two two year cycle with ubisoft <laughs> right. but but yeah yeah um so but so yeah, yeah the, i was, the, I was the impressed with acting, the voice acting yeah, is pretty good voice acting is great the, and the game looks gorgeous the game looks fantastic i mean even though apparently it was visually downgraded from the e3 presentation it still looks it looks good you know what the first thing i did what like, i was like oh you remember the e3 presentation like one of the first e3 presentations the where he was taking yeah the car doors and like taking <laughs> cover the car. Yeah, yeah the first thing i i did was just run around looking for like a, 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 a car, car with door. an open door <laughs> and i took cover and and he closed the door like yeah. with his hand i was like damn this is still in there <laughs> yeah. and yeah. i like i had like uh, i was laughing Inside. Inside. Yeah. Um, and so you, you, you go and um, you're, you're ex it takes place in New York City and it's identical to New York City, um, to Manhattan specifically. And apparently, I mean, I've never been to Manhattan, but from what I've read online is it's almost, almost like identical. identical. Like they, yeah. they've taken the city and they've basically put it in, put it in the game. Mm -hmm. um, and in the game, some virus has taken over and killed uh, a lot of the citizens and you're unsure, like the game is unclear about how far spread the virus is, but for sure it's um, like Manhattan is... You're basically on lockdown and you yeah. have no idea what's happening outside of yeah, pretty the, much. the world. Pretty like much. the outside world is completely oblivious yeah, to pretty, everyone. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. Okay. Um, so. Like the first thing, I mean, the first two things that 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 stuck out to me was the voice acting and the visuals. Um, the a character animations are great. Um, the how does it play? It's this is the thing. Like it, like as if I if I was gonna give you my first impressions, it plays well, but I ran into a few snags um, because the game it's an always online game. And I ran into a bit of lag here and there, but not enough that it was a problem. Um, and I'm sure it was because there was a lot of uh, traffic with the beta. So I feel like their servers were... I haven't had any issues yesterday, but I was like so way late I'll, to the I'll party. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Tell you, I'll tell you what happened. I mean, yesterday it happened to me once and 
in a like I played for like three hours. It happened to me at the very beginning, and then it, it was, was it was a free PSN weekend as well. Oh yeah, that that <laughs> might be it too. So what would happen was I I'm running down the street. I see two thugs um, kill someone, and so I take cover behind the car, and then I try to shoot one of the thugs, and nothing happens. Like I shoot him, the bullets hit him. But there's no uh, numbers popping out. Yeah, yeah, no number, no no numbers popping out. No indicator that he got hit, and he's not reacting to my bullets, but he's reacting to me, and he's shooting me, and I'm getting damaged. So I I, I ran away, and then as I'm running away, he falls down dead. Okay, so it's just, it's just lag. Weird. Lag, yeah, yeah, really weird lag. Okay, and uh, the game then booted me out, and it told me that there was some random error. Um, so when the game was working fine, when the game was, was working fine, like I had, did I, you I really, like the shooting? Because it, it was, felt it was, weird for me. At the start, it felt weird because um, it's it's taking place in a weir- real world setting. It's weird to see humans uh, withstanding all those bullets from. Yeah, from the, it's know. it's it's like okay, there's an RPG element to it because yeah. whenever you shoot something, it's like Destiny. You see numbers popping yeah. up. But the, the further you get into the game and the more powerful your weapons are, the more realistic the game kind of gets until you get to a boss who's wearing a ton of armor and, and, and stuff yeah, like that. Okay. But in general, like, I, I was amazed by how much fun I had in the game. Like, I, before the beta, I, I, I was still interested in it. But I was still hesitant because at the end of the day, this is still Ubisoft, and even though I enjoyed Assassin's Creed Syndicate, you still had your doubts. You're that's like especially after, their, yeah, especially after the news that the visuals were downgraded and and all that jazz. But um, but I played like I, I I'm pretty sure I put in easily like six hours in the beta you rarely stream a game so whenever yeah, you I, do that means you're pretty interested yeah, in yeah, and, I, and, I, and I was streaming streaming the game like throughout the, the entire time um, so the beta featured two main quests and I believe it was four side quests or five side quests not including the random encounters you find on the streets and not including the PvP mode, which I'll discuss in a bit. Okay. Um, so the game uh, puts you in Manhattan, you go and you start up a base. There's some minimal base building elements in the game. So the first three missions you get are to rescue a doctor, a tech geek and a military dude. And each one of them represents a zone in your base. So the doctor obviously is the medical wing. The tech dude is the, the you know, enhancements like yeah. uh, technology, the, yeah, research precisely, and, like that, and yeah. the military dude is the security. Um, the only uh, missions that were available in the beta was rescuing the doctor and the tech geek. The military dude was wasn't available in the beta. Once you and um, each of these missions uh, take place in very different environments and feature very different enemies. So. When I was rescuing the doctor, it was just regular enemies that had guns and it took place in Madison Square Garden, I think, mm-hmm. which is their major stadium in, in the city. Um, but when I was rescuing the tech dude, the mission was a lot more interesting because the enemies were a lot scarier and the environment was like creepier and more interesting. Um, 
you basically went down in the subway system, which was used as a morgue when the virus first hit. Okay. So you see a lot of uh, body bags. Uh, you see a lot of coffins draped in the American flag, um, and it's very haunting. And but, on but top the, of that, but the enemies are like just regular dudes, right? Regular dudes, but the enemies. The environment is maybe yeah, like, but like big role. On on top of that, the enemies within this mission um, had flamethrowers. They're called the cleaners. And they go in and they just burn bodies, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're armored, they have flamethrowers, they're wearing masks, they just look creepy, and they hunt in packs, and they're smart. So in, within the game, there's obviously various kinds of enemies. You have the enemies that use melee weapons, and they're generally the dumb enemy. They'll just charge at you, even though if you have a shotgun, they'll just come at you and you can kill them pretty quick. But it gets trickier when there's a pack of, of them. When, when there's like five enemies that are trying to get they at you. They could gang up on you. Yeah, there's, there's, harder for you. There, there tends to be two melee guys, a flamethrower dude or two, and a guy staying back shooting at you. So when you're in cover and you have two melee guys coming at you while the flamethrower guy is also trying to flank you, you it, it gets hectic, you know? But it's a ton of fun. Like the, the, the shooting mechanics aren't as great as Destiny, obviously, but they, it's still enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's nothing like zombies or anything like yeah, infected people. So far, I mean, I, like, I highly doubt they're going to they be zombies. Like they, no. didn't, they didn't hint towards no, no, any no. of this, right? Not like, at all. Like even the nature of the, 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 the infection itself, we have no idea what it's like, right? Like, okay, it's something dangerous and it's a, it's a virus. And <coughs> it's, it's killing but, people. That's yeah, yes. but, we, but we don't know like the source of it. We don't know uh, if it affects they, them in a weird zombie way or something like that. No, no, no there's, there, there's not going to be any zombies in the game. They do hint at the source though mm. when one of the jobs of the doctor you rescue is trying to find the cure and at the same time they have um, a hint at who the person was that launched or that released the outbreak and what makes this game like one of the my main concerns of the game was the fact that it might get repetitive and there is some elements to that. It might get repetitive, but it's still interesting. Like the, you could tell so many stories within New York, and the side missions that I did do in the beta were interesting. So, um, can you can you go quickly go through like what PvP is like in this game? Right, it's not so, conventional. Yeah, yeah. So the PvP area of this game is called the Dark Zone. The Dark Zone is um, the quarantined area. Yeah, is is basically where the virus first broke out and it's still infected mm. um, some some it's some aspects out, yeah, yeah. some some aspect some areas of the zone are still uh, like infected and you have to your character wears like this gas mask and it has uh, a timer to to like for how long you can wear okay. a gas mask <clears throat> sorry so you go into this you go so into you, this area you go into this quarantined area and in this area you can see other players um, the only other area you can see other players is the main hub in the main story mission. Okay. Um, or unless you're playing with friends, then you can explore the city. Cool. Um, so PvP, it's it's a whole new area. Um, you get to find the the best loot is found there. Um, so the best weapons, the best armor. Um, but the catch is, if someone wants to loot 
that you just picked up, they can just kill you for it. Mm. Oh. But but, but the, the, the downside to that is they'll be um, flagged. flagged as a rogue. And they'll, they'll show up on the radar so then everyone can go after them. And the only way out of this zone is with the equipment is by evacuating. And there is like uh, different evacuation points. And you have to wait for a helicopter to come in. And it usually takes two minutes. Mm -hmm. So for two minutes, you have to defend yourself um, from other players. And the... the like the challenging part besides being a rogue is once you call for an evacuation everyone knows you're being evacuated so more people will come for you um so it makes the zone very like intense and you'll be exploring the area and it'll be quiet and then all of a sudden you hear a gun battle in the, in the distance something's happening Let's something's go. happening <laughs> and you just sprint towards that area even if you don't want to get into a gunfight like you just want to know what's going on because I've seen some crazy like fights in, in this zone and I just keep my distance because my equipment wasn't that great when I was in this area at the beginning of the game. And I, I would see like three against three or three against two. And in one instance, I saw like a gang of guys chasing one guy down the street. <laughs> it, it, and it's funny to see. You know? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Actually. I have two questions. Huh. Uh, with regards to the dark zone, can you zone in and out of it as you please? Or is it like an event that has to trigger no, no, no. in order you to can, go in? To go to the dark zone, there's uh, there's different gates to to the dark zone. But you can just walk over yeah, to yeah. a gate at any time and yep. enter this area. Yeah. Okay, second question. If you get killed, the gear that you lose, is it stuff that you're wearing or no, stuff that it's you the, gathered? it's the stuff that you picked up that you haven't evacuated with. Okay. So it's not your equipment. So if you're, it's not the gun you have equipped. So if I if I pick up a gun in the dark zone and I equip it, yeah, I, mm, do I see? I, do I preserve the gun? Maybe or? you can't equip it until uh, you. Yeah, you I don't get think you can equip it because from from to be honest, I I experienced the dark zone, but I I was more into the the sing like I, I wanted to see the campaign mo mode more than I wanted to see the PvP mode. The PvP mm -hmm. mode especially was challenging because like i i got into the beta on the on the, in the on the second day so there were a ton of players that were already ahead of me so um you didn't, every you didn't every chance like every chance i got to pick up something i ended up dying like mm. a minute later so um because you know if they're treating it like the uh, engrams and um destiny and destiny or like in uh, diablo where you can pick up items but you can't like you Equip them until you decode them, or yeah. or you give them I, to an NPC, and they 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 uh, like like the guy, the Ingram guy from yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, from from what I saw and from what I understand is you have to evacuate before you can um, equip any loot. Oh, okay. And on top of that, and so, the, so so when you die, when you get shot by by another player, you, you just basically lose this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And, okay. and on top of that, um, there was um, like like Destiny how. When you play PvP, you get uh, Crucible points. Yeah. And that unlocks uh, unique equipment for the Crucible. D um, Division has something like that as well. There's like Dark Zone points, basically, like a currency you get specifically from the Dark Zone. And there's uh, specific vendors Who that sell, sell gear for... Yeah, the, not for the, for the Dark Zone, but gear that's unique to that zone. Mm. And... Um, on, and 
on top of that there is uh, you have two levels you have levels like your regular levels from the main game and then you have your level in the dark zone oh. so i ended up the like in the main game i was a level late when the beta ended but in the dark zone i was like a level three okay because you haven't spent much and, time in there yet. yeah and what that does besides um like general leveling up stuff is you find chests throughout the dark zone and um, depending on your level you're you can either open those chests or not so you'll find like a level five chest for instance and if you're level two you can't open that chest yeah you know? from, from what i understood is like if you want the best gear you go to the dark zone pretty much sort of yeah, yeah. and it's more it's the riskiest place to retain yeah. that gear as yeah. as long but as but i like mean the, the main game also has some great gear like at yeah. the end of the the beta i had this rifle where i could basically one shot anyone mm. you know in, except for bosses um and if you want a challenge in the main game you can actually increase the difficulty of the main missions uh after you beat them Mm, which mm. yeah i noticed that there's like hold hold square to hard mode or something yeah like that. Yeah, yeah something like that and um but the problem with that is the way the game increases difficulty is by turning enemies into bullet sponges mm -hmm. so it's not it's not that you'll be fighting more enemies it's just that the enemies you do fight will take a lot more bullets to a long time to yeah, yeah which isn't really that great but personally I, I that really doesn't bother me because uh, like i barely play games on the harder difficulties you know um, but then again it's just like it's just a slice of the game yeah you, pretty much i mean we, the, we the, can't yeah we can't like the beta was a small chunk of the yeah. entire map maybe it's and it was differently in the uh, uh, like later yeah in the game it, or something it like might that. be and um but yeah, the, the beta was great, and um, I'd also like to add that there are you can't explore every interior uh, of a building, but there are interiors to explore. I notice you can like climb some of the buildings. Yeah, like if um, you don't need to like stick stick to the streets to 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 like yeah, the, take a like go around a curve. You can yeah. you can practically just like uh, climb a ladder and just use the rooftops. One of, one of my main concerns of the game was the fact that it might become too linear. So it, like if, if you're going to a certain destination, there's only one way to get to that destination. Thankfully, that's not the case. Yeah. You I, can, I was surprised. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I, I was very like pleasantly surprised by yeah. it. And you can, uh, get, uh, you can, uh, like find shortcuts through alleyways. You can find shortcuts by climbing over buildings. Um, it's not just shortcuts. You can use it like to strategically like place yourself in a gunfight. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah can, that, you that's can... like the first thing that came to mind. Okay, I'm I'm taking I'm taking a detour just to get to this specific spot. But then again, I was like, okay, I have, I have like a, a vertical advantage now. Yeah. If there's a gunfight down there, I have better cover. Yeah, pr pretty much. Because of and because of the like the, the difference in in height. Yeah, and and uh, something else I'd like to add, which I think is important, is. The weapons in the game are customizable, so you'll be able to, for instance, if you have a uh, machine gun or a rifle or whatever, you can find scopes for the rifle. You can find. Um, so it's pretty like, much like Diablo adding runes to weapons. Yeah, like pretty in, much. In um, Destiny, you like can, yeah, you upgrading. can you can make uh, because like um, some weapons are difficult to handle. You can find attachments that make them easier more to handle. Yeah, more yeah. stable. So there's there's a the game has a lot going for it and like I was saying before the beta I I, I wasn't sure what to expect but I 
it, it wasn't very promising, but right now, as it stands, like I'm planning on pre-ordering it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of betas. Yeah. <laughs> I like that segue. <laughs> um, let's talk about Street Fighter Five. Uh, oh wait, hold on. I think the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, aren't you afraid that it will become like Destiny uh, in, in, uh, in the way, way the like world the, is? The content, you know, the, because because Destiny it's get very repetitive, yeah. very fast. The problem, you, one of the main problems, through the, like the main missions. Yeah, you know? one of like what I noticed with Destiny is, first of all, the lore was difficult to follow in Destiny because the lore wasn't available in the game. Yeah. So when you were doing side quests, <coughs> you weren't sure what you were doing the side quests for. I think what the division has going for it is the fact that since it's based in a real city and you're familiar with that city. The side quests that you find will should be interesting because I mean, like New York is known as a very diverse kind of city. It's it's known to be very gritty, but at the same time also kind of glamorous. Um, it's known to have, like I said, a, a diverse um, population. So you should, like the developers should be able to find ways to fill the city with interesting stories. I think they I can also so. expand to other like states. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be could, surprised. They could go like, oh, the virus uh, has reached Vegas. Now you yeah. have a new state. But, like, but I feel like that would be like a sequel. Yeah. Uh, seeing uh, how... Or like an expansion or something. Because, because the city is very detailed. So I, yeah. I can't imagine them doing something like that for the expansion. Mm -hmm. But I mean, e even even like while you're playing the beta, you run across people from different nationalities. You like I ran across a, a Chinese lady that was just speaking Chinese. You know, uh, so it's it, it has a lot of interesting things going for it. Cool. Um, I think like what's 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 very like dangerous. In in a, in a perspective where like it, what what to expect from a game like this, at this point in time, like when we played Destiny, uh, Destiny's betas and alphas, like we couldn't get an indication of of the scope of the game at the time, yeah. which is why it was disappointing when it came exactly. out because the and beta just, was basically the entire game. Exactly. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but but you know. Like when you played the it's beta, a, it was a large slice of what content what, was available. Yeah, and what the game had to offer. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think like at this point, and and because of this incident, I think Ubisoft were like might be playing it safe in terms of like what missions were they gave you to, to check out. Yeah, I mean, like I, I said, I I spent six hours in the beta, which I spent doing um, like two major story missions. Uh, four or five side quests and like the rest was just exploring and, and playing around uh, with PvP and, and trying to see what the game had to like what the beta had to offer. What I was trying to say is like I don't think they will they're, they're, they're gonna put themselves in a situation like what Bungie had with Destiny. Yeah. Especially like Ubisoft since they've they've been receiving a lot of negative news from you know since Assassin's Creed Unity basically. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I hope they don't, uh, don't they don't uh, put everything for like a DLC. You have to oh, buy it to yeah. get more. I mean, this, like I, 
I don't a, think a, they're a game like offering, this. I don't think I don't even think they're offering a season pass, are they? I think I'm not sure, but I think a game like this will have like expanded. Well, okay, stuff. I, I don't yeah. mind the the DLCs in the future, but the main game, I think it should have like more than enough content in the. In yeah, the main, one would think. Was, oh yeah, I think. Um, Oh, there, there is a season pass, and it actually offers three, three expansions. Yeah, and the months after the game's launch. So I don't mind the expansions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but the main game must have should like be complete. Should be. It complete. should have like a hefty amount yeah. of content yeah. to check out. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, what uh, like one of the articles I read said that they're planning on like, like the game is complete, and whatever they release after the game will just. You know, try to uh, like keep you engaged post game. You know, it's what games like this need. Like yeah. a persistent, a game with a persistent online needs to be like they they need to have uh, retain as much players as possible like every month because uh, and of course they're gonna add microtransactions at some point. Like Ubisoft, they 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 are they, going. They to. can't. Like, uh, there's no going around that. Even if it's just cosmetics, but yeah. you know, a game like this is built for like sustainability. It has to it has to like last them a while to get their money back to make their money back to to like have a healthy community uh, adding content to the game. I, I don't know. I hope I hope it works out for them because it looks like it's 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 gonna yeah. be a solid game. Yeah. Um, I just found an article that actually details the DLCs. Like yeah? the news is actually out. Like the first DLC is called Underground, and uh, you explore uh, New York City, like the underground of New York City, and it's like a like you can explore the underground with up to four players. New map. Yeah. Um, sur survival, the second uh, expansion is a mini campaign. Um, and then the last uh, expansion is called The Last Stand. Um, but that actually, there aren't many uh, details about that. Mm. But Sounds yeah, I mean, like a dark zone-y yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> the um, Last Stand. But yeah, I mean, it seems like they have... Uh, like a decent amount of content planned for this. Hopefully the DLCs are worth worth, it, yeah. worth investing in. Um, speaking of betas. <laughs> oh, and one last thing. The, the, the season, <laughs> I can't do the second three times, man. <laughs> the season pass costs 40 bucks. Okay. Um, well, the, the, the typical yeah. price of season passes is like 30 bucks. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get back to the season, season pass pricing uh, in yeah. a bit. Um, speaking speaking of betas, <laughs> one last the joke ran its course. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I was gonna talk about Street Fighter Five. I'll try to be as quick as you know to cover it as quick as possible. Um, okay, before I start, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna talk about the game from a perspective of a competitive player. Um, I like to think I I, I compete uh, at a moderately higher level than than usual in, in fighting games. So. Um, I'm going to talk about it from the perspective of someone who's really enjoying the game right now, who's pretty much content with what it has, because most of the problems with Street Fighter V um, are problems that uh, people with single player uh, in mind might face, because it launched, clearly launched, lacking content yeah. in the single player department, because it has a training mode which is pretty robust, it has online multiplayer, which is pretty broken. But recently, like today, today, today's they had a, a large, like a, a big maintenance, uh, um, like 
I think it was maybe three or four hours long. And after the maintenance, I gave it a shot and I was consistently so getting, yeah, I was getting, I was waiting for seconds instead of for minutes just to get a ranked match. So online is getting better. Um, it has the single player modes that it has is like a really poor story mode right now because it's something that you can blast through within like less than an hour. Uh, basically, each character has maybe two fights, like one round fights even, and the AI is like brain dead. And um, between each fight, there's like a bunch of images that you see with some voice acting. It's it's. I have and, to say, and by the, the way, art the, looks really. The art myth. is so bad. Like yeah. I, I don't Bengus, understand. I'm not a fan of Bengus's art. I but like they have like such a huge budget for. They for could this no. They could just tap into Udon's uh, like talent. Udon has been making Street Fighter comics for years. Yeah, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't understand the the logic behind the art that they went. I with. don't know. Like the game, like. The game, the itself game looks, looks amazing, like but really the 2D good. art is weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Anyways, the story mode that's in the game right now is pretty bad. Um, it's like a, a okay story lore wise. It's like a, a way to introduce you to the characters of the game. Um, uh, maybe like shed some backstory to the actual story mode that's being planned for June, um, like a cinematic story mode. It's it's, they said it's going to be like maybe an hour and a half, two hours long. Um, I mean, personally, Street Fighter's story is all over the place and I don't really care about it. But um, the, the, the current story mode is, is nothing to look forward to, to be honest. Um, basically, there's a survival mode as well. The survival mode is like um, you, play, you play a bunch of rounds. If you play a bunch of fights, like the, the easy mode is like you play, I think, eight characters in a row. Think and then the medium is like 16. Oh, you play all the 16 characters, you play against them, yeah. and like every round, they you accumulate points and you can spend these points with to buy boosters like health boosters, uh, super meter boosters, and whatever, just so you can beat the it'll help you beat like the next round in, in survival. Yeah. And if you beat it, you get like you unlock cost, you unlock colors for your, your characters. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And also you have the local versus uh, local multiplayer, which is, uh, which is okay. I, I, the fighting itself is amazing. Yeah. Uh, it, they introduced some, some uh, new systems to the game, uh, the V system. Basically, each character has a unique uh, V skill. You press the medium punch and medium kick buttons together and you pull off an ability that's unique to the character. Um, like for example, Ryu can can parry. Uh, Ken has a like a dash, like a run cancel. He can cancel his normal attacks into a run. Um, it, it's cool for pressure. Um, Zangief, for example, can flex his muscles and absorb an attack. Um, so yeah, each character has like a unique um, ability called this, a V skill. And then there's a new gauge that they introduced to the game called the the V trigger gauge, and it's above the super meter and um, when you get hit, or some characters when they use their V skill, you, you charge up this meter. And this meter enables you to execute something called a V trigger. It's basically executed by pressing the heavy punch and heavy kick together, and it powers up your character in a way. Like for example, Ryu enters dungeon mode. It increases his damage output, it increases, it changes his frame data a bit, and also enables him to throw like electric Hadoukens. And if you charge this Hadouken and it gets blocked, it breaks the guard. It like it, it, it enhances characters in a way. Um, 
Chun-Li, for example, enables her to, uh, for like every normal attack she hits, it's, um, it hits three times instead of once. Uh, there are some characters that have an, a one-off ability, like for example, Nash. Um, if, you, if you use his V-Trigger, it gives him a one-time teleport. Like, it, it spends the whole gauge, but it gives him a teleport, which you can use in different situations. You can escape from a corner, for example. You can use it to, to pull off some flashy combos. Um, it's pretty cool. Like, every character has unique stuff, and this is, like, never done in a Street Fighter before, in this way. Because... Uh, but how does it hold up in competitive play? In competitive play, like, right now people are figuring out the, 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 the characters. Competitive play is really good because this is the most accessible Street Fighter game that they have made to date. Um, the so that's, but, but I mean, like, there isn't one ability that seems or, as, like, too cheap. Yeah, or uh, so far, so, so far, far, everything is balanced fine. Like, yeah. it could be later on, like, Usually the, 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 the really the really like abusive stuff appears within the first two tournaments. Mm. So the reason why the reason why Capcom decided to release the game now at the state it's currently in is to prepare people for the Capcom Pro Tour. Mm. Uh, the Capcom Pro Tour is basically a series of tournaments that are sponsored by Capcom. Uh, it's not sponsored by Cap yeah, some they sponsor some of them, but basically these tournaments are known like they they occur around the world and. The winners of these tournaments get points that enable them to compete at the Capcom Cup at the end of the year. Mm. The first event, I think, starts at, uh, at the at early March, I think. And they release the game in order to give people time to get acquainted with it and to, to practice in order to, to compete at the Capcom Pro Tour. Uh, or the Capcom uh, Pro Tour events, yeah. the qualifiers. Um, so, watch out for the first couple of tournaments. Because usually, if there was something broken in the game, or is there something that, or a character that is like abnormally overpowered, That's like Sagat was in Vanilla Street Fighter 4, um, you will find out in the tournaments. Yeah. But so far, like the Japanese top players have announced their main characters. Yeah, and, I saw that. List and not a single one of them was repeated. Like Seriously? everyone, yeah, Daigo was um, was playing Ryu, and he's exploring Nash. Um, uh, you have uh, you have Tokido, which is another like huge player in Japan. He he's he's known for playing Akuma, but Akuma's not in the game. Yeah. So I was surprised that he's picking Dalsum, like he's <laughs> maining Dalsum. Um, Dalsum in this. Dalsum is amazing in this amazing. game. Like, the, uh, let me uh, let me get into the visual aspect of the game in a bit. <laughs> but yeah, basically, players all over like. High-level players all over the world right now are playing like mini tournaments and they're exploring the game and playing online and it's it's interesting to see like how the game evolves over time. But basically, there's the Capcom said there's not going to be any major rebalancing of the game until after Capcom Cup end of the year. Right. So they're going to release DLC. Um, the game is a service now. Uh, it's going to be supported in a season-based like 2016 season is going to have six characters. Uh, Alex is going to be released next next month. There's two ways to get Alex. You can either buy the season pass and get all the six characters and their premium content, uh, yeah. their premium costumes. Uh, I mean, um, or you can accumulate fight money in the game. So whenever you play online, or whenever you you do like you play survival or whatever mode is in the game, you get fight money. And in the beginning of the game, when you play story mode and you, when you finish story mode and play a bit of uh, survival, you could have you could make enough money to buy Alex for free, to get Alex with fight money. But then it it starts to trickle in really heavily because 
one match online got me 50 fight money. Yeah. Like a win. Got me 50 fight money. And it takes 100,000 to unlock a character. Whoa. But when you're done with story <laughs> mode, like, you pretty much get Alex for free if you, if you do the, like, the, the basic stuff in the beginning of the game. Um, so if, if you're someone who, who plays a lot of Street Fighter, you can pretty much get all the characters for free. And 100,000 shouldn't take you t that long to beat because they're adding like a daily quest system yeah. that's in the March update uh, where every day you can log into the game and you can, um, you can do a daily quest and it, it, it nets you a decent amount of fight money. So if you do that plus play online a lot, you can pretty much get the entirety of season one for free. Um, what else? Uh, premium customs you can't get with fight money. You have to buy with Zenny. And Zenny is the, is the other currency where it uses real it, money. It uses real money. Um, so, yeah. Like uh, customs? Premium costumes. Mm. Um, which are basically like what costumes were before in Street Fighter 4. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Um, the f next month we're going to get a, a, an update which adds eight player lobbies. Um, and Alex is a DLC character. Um, they're gonna add the the classic arcade mode, which I think is a huge oversight. I can't believe they didn't include that in the game. Um, they're also gonna add story mode in June, and there's gonna be a character, a new character every month except for June, uh, up until September, uh, where they're gonna introduce a new character. And basically, from September to to December, there's like a three month gap here where people can finally get used to all the, playing all the characters and play the Capcom Cup. Um, it's gonna be an interesting year for the game. It got really like destroyed by reviews in, at its current state. Cause uh, I wouldn't I, say I, it I, got I, destroyed, but I mean it's Steam got, reviews at least, because yeah. Steam reviews... <laughs> oh, user reviews. Yeah, user yeah, reviews. Yeah. Um, but general, like, like the, the general outlets are giving it like 7s and 8s, some of no. them 9s, but I, 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 it's justifiable, <laughs> like I'm, I can't... I totally agree with, with people, like, if you're a casual player who, who enjoys Street Fighter for the single player stuff, don't buy it now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be like Frank, I'm a huge Street Fighter fan, I'm a huge Street Fighter player, and I wouldn't recommend the game at its current state for, for people who are just gonna casually play it, there's not much for you right now. Maybe with the March update, with the trials and challenge modes and stuff like that, you could get more, uh, more uh, out of the game. But I'd say wait until June to get the story mode and all the other stuff patched in before you drop the money and get Street Fighter. Uh, but as a game, like as like as gameplay-wise and visually, it's stunning. Yeah, I mean, my only annoyance with the game, like I, I only played it once for a couple of hours with my brother. Um, I find it annoying that it's always online. Like we were playing versus mode offline, like me against my brother, oh. and it booted us out. It's not. It's not. This is the misconception. It's not always online. It, you you log right. into the servers in the beginning of the yeah, game. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And if you disconnect, it drops you back to the main menu. Yeah. Wherever you are from the screen. But so but, technically, it's always online. No, no, no. But when you're <laughs> offline, when you're off, when you're off the servers, you, this doesn't happen. Yeah, because you're offline. So just disconnect your Wi-Fi from your from your okay, PlayStation but that bothers it's you. It's technically always online then. <laughs> See, there's a reason. There's a good reason to that. There's a good reason. I, to I that. understand. I understand why. Because I saw how how the system worked, but I feel like 
I wish it was a separate uh, yeah. option. You know what I mean? Like when you first start the game, do you want to play online? Yeah, like yeah. No, no. <laughs> you want to log in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something like, like just have it as a choice because it took when it took about from from when we first started the game to get into a versus game it took like 10 minutes yeah when we first booted up the game because you had to go through a tutorial the, the tutorial which you could skip but there's annoying like uh, that uh, like the 2d crappy art stuff in between yeah and then on top of that it had to connect to the server and because the server was being slow it took you know a couple of minutes and then yeah uh, it's a slow and start. then and then the the menu itself uh, like we expected Because, I mean, me and my brother are, are casual Street Fighter players. I mean, we've been playing Street Fighter since the Super Nintendo Street Fighter, but, I mean... You only played it, like, for fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, we expected to see, like, story mode versus mode, yeah. online mode, you know, like, the options. Instead, we got, like, this huge screen with, like, the map of the world and, like, the... Yeah, it was... It was uh, that's why I said, like, if you're, if you're more of a casual player, there's yeah. nothing much for you at the moment. Unless you have a brother to play with. Or a sister. Or well, if if you or have friends, if you have people some, to play with, local, yeah, yeah, you have people, people to play, play with. with. Yeah, if yeah. you're interested in the verses of the game, like yeah, in, yeah. In, the, in the fighting aspect of it, because it's it's a really good fighting it's game. It's solid and uh, it's very easy to get into. Like we discussed this, uh, yeah. uh, like a bit. Um, like shoryukens are so easy to do now. Even in, even like combos, like yeah, they, yeah, they deliberately made the system simpler. Yeah, like I the mean, barrier to entry is very. Low now because I used to be able to do shoryukens before, but it used to take me like one or two two tries. Yeah. Now, like when I saw the command list and I saw the new uh, direction for shoryuken, I was able to do it in my first try that I got. It's the same. It's the same direction. It's just more uh, tolerant of input. Yeah. They gave you more time because I felt that this uh, uh, five is a little slower than four. Oh. It's actually I, the same speed. No, I felt slower. Actually, okay, let me rephrase it. When you hit your opponent, it's it's like freeze for a split second. Okay, no? the impact of the hit is different. It feels yeah. different. Yeah. So it gives you more time to like put more commands in your controller. You know, so it felt slower that you can make more. Uh, you can give you more time to think what you want to to do. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand yeah. what you're trying to get to. Um, It's easier. Yeah. It's easier. This is like it, Street Fighter 4 had you to like if you wanted to be like an execution heavy player, like doing really tough stuff sometimes took 160th of a second. Yeah. This is like a one frame attack. And there are one frame attacks in Street Fighter 4. Uh, so it was really tough to nail and you had to like also consider the, the input lag of your of your monitor to consistently pull these things like really tough execution things off and sometimes they're really important in, in, in competitive play in Street Fighter 5 the sh like the, the the hardest thing to execute in the game takes three out of 60th of a second so it's <laughs> like a three frame a three frame thing and, and It's, it does sound really complicated, but it's much easier to pull off than the one-frame stuff. So, yeah. so basically, they made the game more accessible for for people generally, and mm. and 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 the, the most exciting thing about any Street Fighter that comes out like ever is like it's a clean slate for everyone. If you are really good at Street Fighter 4, it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be immediately good at Street Fighter 5. Like one of the main challenges for me as a Street Fighter 4 player going into Street Fighter 5, and and like seeing how they designed the game is getting to 
uh, getting to like get past my like uh, the bad habits that that I built picked with Street up, Fighter yeah. 4 and picked up with Street Fighter 4 doesn't work in Street Fighter 5 so I have to relearn everything so but this is basically it's the uh, it's online is working fine now sort of so I'll, Let's move on. Um, well, hold on, before we... <laughs> that's that's before all I have to say about yeah. Street Fighter at the moment. I just want to mention um, that that new character in Street Fighter V, the, the Middle Eastern dude, what's his name? Oh, Rashid. Rashid, he's actually pretty good. He's cool. Yeah, no, and his moves are, are great. Yeah, he's he's like a parkour sort of like character. Yeah. And he uses his tornadoes to... We didn't talk about the characters as well. Yeah, I know. But but it was going to take us forever. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I just wanted to point, at him, point him out since, I mean, like we are like in the The new characters, are, the new characters that they introduced, are really cool, yeah, and, yeah. and the redesigns that they they made for some of them are also pretty yeah. cool. Like they they didn't go wrong in these aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the, the, the I don't know what they call it, the logistics of the game yeah. that that messed it up for but, them. But uh, but I mean, it, it's uh, specifically about Rashid. It's nice that he's not like um, like stereotypical like Arab. Like he, he's a cool. He's he's a he's, he's a, a cool character. He's a cool character like, that's into social media, uh, <laughs> and is also and also happens to be like a tornado summoning parkour dude. It's it's weird. It's yeah. Street Fighter. That's 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 it still has a quirkiness of a Street Fighter game. Um, so yeah, um, let's move on to the news. Uh, We can cover some of the bullet pointy stuff in the beginning and then we go towards the discussion hmm. end of the news, uh, towards the end of the segment. Uh, but basically, let's start with Bioshock Collection being rated in Brazil. Which so, I hope is real. Yeah, I, I mean, usually these, these kind of leaks are and they end up being real. Ha have you played the uh, Bioshock before? That's a good collection for him. <laughs> that's no, I, that's I a good mean, collection. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge Halo fan, but I, I feel like you might enjoy Bioshock more than Halo. Because it's I more, felt, it's narrative. I, yeah, I, I played a little of Hell, uh, Shark, uh, Bioshock One, mm. just a little. Uh, actually, it's it's pretty good. It's uh, in a way it scares me <laughs> because yeah. uh, um, um, what, uh, there's something about me when playing video games in general, not not only first person. There are some kind of uh, some types of games that I get like immersed immersed in it. That I think I'm really live in it. Yeah, yeah. I even and, and Bioshock does that very yeah, well. Yeah, does that very well with the environment. Yeah. That uh, this type of games, when I get killed, I shut up the console. <laughs> I, I, I'm dead. <laughs> I'll try tomorrow. <laughs> That's it for today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, so, so I hope. I mean, hopefully this is uh, real, and I hope. Um, I mean, they said it's coming out on Xbox One, PS4. Uh, did they say PC? Uh, they it was supposed to be it was supposed to come to Xbox, PS4, PC. Yeah. So yeah, and and but they also mentioned last gen consoles, which is kind yeah, of yeah, last gen consoles as well. Yeah, right? which is uh, I like I, I don't really like that news because I was hoping if they were gonna re like re-release them that they would uh, 60 FPS, 1080p. Yeah, all, yeah, that uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. So hopefully. Like them releasing it for the previous consoles isn't gonna. Let's consider it a rumor for yeah. now. Yeah. Anyways, Smite is coming to PS4. Um, 
uh, it was out on the Xbox uh, One and PC before, mm. and uh, closed beta, uh, like the closed beta starts uh, in March. So uh, if you're uh, if you're looking forward to playing Smite on the PlayStation 4, it's, it's on its way. Um, <laughs> Super Robot Wars OG: The Moon Dwellers is getting localized. Um, That's a great English. Name. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting localized to English. Um, Super Robot Wars series is very like popular here in the Middle East. Especially for it being a Japanese game, but the mecha scene here is huge. Yeah. And for the first time in a long time, we're going to be able to play uh, a properly localized version. Although it's being released in Asia only for now, but it's going to be out on PS4 come, um, in 2016. Uh, Quantum Break is not coming to Steam. It's been announced for PC, but it's going to be on the Windows Store. Uh, since it's going to be like cross-buy, cross-save functionality with the Xbox One One version. So it's not going to be on Steam. So it's just a heads up for those interested in getting the PC version. Um, You can register your North American Nintendo account right now. Finally. Um, You can just go to their website and uh, you can can pull in your... I pulled in my Wii U account. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. And my old Nintendo ID. super easy. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It mm. was very easy, surprisingly, yeah. for a Nintendo service. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, since uh, Splatoon, everything has been pretty good in terms of network with uh, Nintendo, especially since uh, DNA is uh, taking, taking care of over, that yeah. stuff. I yeah. hope. I hope it really like yeah. changes I mean, their direction. So with, far, so good. With, with the inter- I, I hope they discover the internet. That's unfair to say. I, I'm still can't um, like uh, imagine a good. Nintendo online service, it's, but I mean I can't imagine it, you know. But, but I mean Splatoon has been very consistent. There is Mario Kart uh, Eight Wii. Uh, Netcode aside, yeah. yeah Netcode net aside, aside, I still think they could do much more than what they. Yeah. Are, okay. Yeah. Give them. I mean, they, catch up. They, they, they'll catch up. It's 2016, man. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> the bar has been has risen like multiple times through two generations. Come on, Nintendo. Still, Nintendo still does. Yeah, but uh, like we're rooting for you. But I mean, come on, like what they were doing with Club Nintendo was kind of ahead of its time yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was before PS Plus and stuff like that. Like you could collect points and get free games and yeah. free goodies. So well, look where the that way ended up to now. get the free games, it was very long process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, but it was it, it was, but there was something nice about it, like yeah. opening a Nintendo game and it, seeing the code. And it's yeah, just yeah. like yes, yeah, yeah. how many, how much points am I gonna get for this? Or when I first got the 3DS and I put in the code for the 3DS and I got like so many points, I yeah. was like, what game am I gonna get now? And it wasn't just any game; they had like proper. Like I got a, a Karina of Time, like the Nintendo 64 version that way, and and the Majora's Mask and stuff. So. I always gave my codes to one of my friends. <laughs> I wish I knew you back then. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so Kojima got a Lifetime Achievement Award at the DICE Awards. Yeah. Um, Guillermo del Toro uh, got on stage and he gave a nice speech about Kojima. And he's like, I'd do anything with Kojima. And basically, he hinted that uh, collaboration between both of them. So it looks like they, they still are interested in working together for a new game. It was pretty cool. Satoru Iwata got honored at the DICE Awards as well. Yeah, he was given the Lifetime Achievement Award. So yeah, um, everyone's getting awards left and right. Last year oh, was Yu Suzuki. <laughs> Last year was Yu Suzuki. Um, but yeah, uh, DICE was cool. Uh, Sony opened up the registration for the, the next uh, beta for their firmware 3.5. More stability. 
This is supposed to have features, <laughs> but, but, but because, of their, because of their amazing NDAs, <laughs> yeah. we can't no, get to know what it is until someone leaks it. So yeah, uh, you can register for the for the beta. I I registered for the the 3.0 beta back then. It was pretty much pretty stable. I haven't had issues. So yeah, um, you can you can register for that. Hopefully, I can put my PS4 up vertically after this update. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they don't recommend it. Um, Sony opens up, oh sorry, uh, Killer Instinct Season 3 uh, release date got announced, it's 26th of March if I'm not mistaken, and they showed the first trailer for, the proper trailer for the Arbiter. Yeah, which we just watched. He looks was, amazing! Yeah, pretty, the, the level was amazing. The level looks great! Was, was, no, but even the character, the stuff he had, great. like he was shooting the, he had his rifles, he had the, 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 energy, the, sword. the energy sword. But the, the level looked Freaking intense! Yeah, like if if that's how the level is when you're actually fighting, like I'm gonna yeah, keep it's about, it's a battlefield. Yeah, yeah all of the trailers they've shown for levels before, they all <laughs> delivered that way. Yeah. So yeah, um, it looked great. It's gonna be the second guest character in the game because yeah. we already know that Rash from uh, Battletoads is gonna so. make the cut. Like this is this is really like I'm I'm itching to get an Xbox now. You can you can get a you can get it on PC if you have but you don't have a gaming PC yeah, right? I don't really like. Control. It's gonna be out on PC as well, and it's gonna have cross-play. Yeah. So much like Street Fighter, which I forgot to mention, and Street Fighter Five, like the PC version can play with the PS4. Uh, it's gonna be the same with uh, with Killer Instinct when it's out on PC as well. And Killer Instinct is actually a test case for what Street Fighter is gonna be like in the future, because it's also been updated Season seasonally and yeah. Um, Black Ops 3 got a multiplayer-only version on Steam that costs $15. They're calling it a starter pack. And I think it's only for a limited time. They're testing, they're testing it out. It's not bad. It's a cool deal, like yeah. 15 bucks for, for I mean, ranked I, matches, like yeah. for ranked mode. And uh, you get to play, I think, all of the modes, but only ranked. You can't have custom games and stuff like that. 15 bucks is a pretty good deal if you're only into the multiplayer. Yeah. Um, but I think it's only for a limited time. I, I wonder if it's going to stick around for long. Um, if you pre-order Dark Souls 3 on Xbox One, you get Dark Souls... Um, uh, the 360 version via backwards compatibility, it seems. That's so, another reason I want to get an Xbox. Because, <laughs> like, I'm... They're starting to do that a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, their, Rainbow, their backwards compatibility stuff on the Xbox sounds like, amazing. Rainbow Six, uh, I think you got Rainbow Six Vegas. Yeah, Gears, Gears of War. Gears of War, you got the old stuff. Um, I think there was a recent game as well that they... Fallout 3. Fallout 3. Yeah. Um, have you tried, the, have you experienced it, by the way, or have you not tried this? The the, backwards. The backwards, yeah, it, it works great. I, I haven't had any problems with it. Um, and, and what's great is that it's also the same Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only gripe I have is that fighting games in the future, I don't know how they're gonna. They're not gonna. They're definitely not gonna support the old arcade sticks. So I'm I'm hoping that they patch in support for the Mad Cats Tournament Edition Two that I have for the Xbox One. For what? For like fighting games, Xbox 365. Like the, games. oh the yeah yeah. Like because because uh, they were testing a while back uh, some games that weren't officially out for sale, but one of them was Red Dead Redemption. Hmm. And the other was like Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Yeah. And you can't use your Xbox 3, you can't use your Xbox One arcade stick with oh, that. So that, I, that, hope that they, sort of I hope they, yeah. they, they, they add that in the future. Because I have a lot of fighting games on Xbox 360 and I hope I can like somehow play them again. Which is weird because PS3 arcade sticks work on the PS4. With a caveat. 
Oh. You have to have the DualShock 4 working, mm. and also not not all the sticks work, as far as I know. Uh, but Mad Cat's sticks work, and the Hori sticks work, so you should be fine. Mm. Um, on PC, you have to have uh, X-Input compatible arcade sticks, so basically Xbox 360 arcade sticks worked out of the bat. If you have a PS4 or PS3 arcade stick, you have to download the software called X360CE and so Matt it's a convert it. But con Capcom said they will yeah. process. Capcom said they will patch in direct input. So yeah. in the future everything will work fine. Um, let's go to the next bit of news. Chris Schlurf, who is I hope I hope I didn't butcher his name. <laughs> he's he's the lead writer for Mass Effect Andromeda. He left Bioware now to work with Bungie. Makes um, sense. Yeah, he game, finished writing. Yeah, the, yeah, he's finished writing. So pretty much end of contract, and he's yeah. he's working at Bungie to save Destiny. I bet. Um, so, from a space game to another space game, <laughs> very, very funny. Um, Halo 5 microtransactions have generated at least 1.5 million dollars, and this money is going towards the the Halo World, uh, World Championship. Championships. So they're it's basically being dumped into the prize pool, which is pretty yeah. cool, supporting the community. And that the way. prize pool is 2.5 million dollars. So. It was it started at 1 million, yeah. But then whatever money they made, because they did this with Killer Instinct as well. Um, the, the, they they uh, they made something like one of part of the microtransactions like go towards the the, the, the prize pool for yeah. the tournaments. Um, what are we looking at here? Destiny Destiny, Destiny plans have sort of been leaked. Uh, there was a there was an investors call for Activision a while back, um, and and there was some like whispers of how uh, Bungie is gonna take uh, like. Take care of Destiny content for this year and, and beyond. So they were like, they're what well, they just of it is that they're gonna concentrate on 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 making live events mm. as well as a, an, they hinted at an, at an expansion for this year and then the actual sequel next year. Right. So if you're looking forward to Destiny content, mm. I guess you got that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ubisoft may be using their new engine, the Snowdrop engine that was used to create the uh, the division. Uh, for their future games, and this is pretty cool news because the engine looks amazing. Yeah, I, like I can't wait. I mean, if if they can make an Assassin's Creed game using this engine, like it's going to be pretty fantastic. Especially because, I mean, um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate looked great already. So, mm -hmm. like I'm I'm looking forward to what they're they're capable of using. Speaking of Assassin's Creed, mm -hmm. there's not going to be an Assassin's Creed this year, and in the future they're thinking of making Assassin's Creed uh, once every two once years. Every two years. Yeah. So well, it's good. Yeah, uh, that's that's good news. Take Especially, a break. <laughs> yeah, take a break, and for those of you who haven't played Assassin's Creed Syndicate, play it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually too. I'm actually thinking of checking yeah, it out. I might I should get you a copy. You uh, should. Uh, I'll uh, give you. The list is so long <laughs> of games to play. Oh. Well, well, you're not gonna have to worry. Yeah, you don't. You have to worry about not Assassin's Creed this year. No, it's not uh, just about Assassin's Creed. Don't worry, uh, I have a giant backlog too. I'm yeah, so, I'm so you keep buying games and like <laughs> I and not finishing any of the games you're yeah, playing. Yeah, I stopped buying. Yeah, me too. I, I can't. Mean, like, I have like when we when we go to the hub or or if I see like a deal on an online store, I I have this itch and like a voice in the back of my head that just says buy. I'm training Buy myself. I'm training myself if, if to resist this. Deal, yeah, go for it. But it's the same price. Why buy it now? Okay, yeah. leave it later. 
I have so many games to finish first. Yeah, I know. and they're getting really good with like digital deals right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Th that's the thing. There's always I could a just good skip deal. on a game that is not really that important in my priority list and just get it down the line like, for cheap. For for instance, uh, I was I I've been a fan of Battlefield for a while since uh, since Battlefield um, Two. Bad Company Two. Bad Company Two. Yeah, on the Xbox 360, which was amazing. Um, recently, they've been having deals for the Battlefield series on the PS4, and I'm not sure about the Xbox, but from my experience on the PS4, and you could buy the... Uh, it was, I think the, the, deal, the same deal was on Xbox as well. You could buy the Season Pass, um, it, it's called the uh, Premium Edition for like, it was like $23. It was, it was ridiculous, yeah. So I was like, okay, like, I, I wasn't planning on buying it, but I saw it and I was like, it's $23, it's all the expansions. It's an awesome game. And it's a great game. It's like they, still they an fixed, awesome game. Yeah, they fixed all its issues, they balanced the game, they... And, and it's supported, like people are still playing it. Yeah, a lot of people are playing it. I was like, I was like, all right, whatever, I'll, I'll just get it. Forgetting that I still haven't upgraded my hard drive on my PS4, which is oh, still yeah. 500 gigabytes. Game's like 80 gigs now. <laughs> So I was like, I, I was like, before I purchased it, I was like, let me check how big the game is. And I checked the file size on the store and it said 25 gigabytes. And <laughs> dumb me, for some odd reason, thought it was 25 gigabytes for the main game plus the expansion packs. Sure. So I bought the game and I, and I put my PS4 on rest mode and I was like, I'll check tomorrow morning how the download's going. I wake up the next morning, I switch on my PS4, it's like unable to download, unable to download, unable to download. I was like, like what the hell? What, like I had at least like 70 gigabytes free, like what's going on? I check, it downloaded the main game and then there was like five expansion packs. Each expansion pack ranges from two gigabytes to I think eight gigabytes. And I was like, oh. They yeah, don't use those assets. They don't reuse them. Like <laughs> yeah, the maps are huge, and like a lot of new stuff are in them. So I spent like 15 grueling minutes trying to figure out what to delete off my PS4. And by the end of it, Battlefield takes up about 85 gigabytes of my PS4 hard drive, and I can't download anything anymore. <laughs> like it's it's my PS4 is filled. You should, you should you should upgrade your yeah, hard drive. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna it's, it's I'm, I'm planning on getting a, a one terabyte, I think. No, no, no. What? One terabyte? Is, no. Not enough. Minimum two. <laughs> but the but the price of the hard drives is not, yeah. You, yeah, you get a nice hybrid drive and it'll cost you maybe I don't know, twenty twenty two KD or oh really? Or something like I that. saw like one terabyte. It was like thirty. No, no, no. no. Wait. Am I looking at the wrong ones? It was, I think, Western Digital, I think, or maybe you can Buffalo. Get a, you, can get, you can get a 2 terabyte hard drive for around I'm 20, just, 25, I guess. I'm just worried about getting a cheap hard drive and having it fail on me. No, don't worry about it. It's, it's not going to make a huge difference, like, especially on a PS4. The read-write speeds are not that huge. It doesn't affect on PS4 like a, on, on PC. PC. On a PC, oh, yeah. like, if the difference between SSD and a normal hard drive is like... Huge. Yeah. On a PS4, it's not that big. Yeah. So just get a that get a two terabyte drive yeah. and just enjoy the storage, man. Hironobu <laughs> um, Sakaguchi, or the founder of Mistwalker right now, father of Final Fantasy, um, it was reported that he was working with Silicon Studio to develop a new game. And Silicon Studio are the guys behind Bravely Default. Yes! 
So look forward to yeah. probably a like a proper Terra ter ter Battle RPG. I hope. Yeah. Um, hopefully for 3DS. Hopefully. I don't. I want some console. No, no, no. Release it on the Vita. So just so you can oh, say man. there's something cool on the Vita. Um, no. there, there's a lot of cool things. The Vita yeah. is dead. Yeah, but it is dead. I yeah. won't. Dead. I won't agree. I don't want to allow this. I'm Anyways. just playing uh, uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer on the Vita. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a cool game. Apparently the port is pretty good, right? It's yeah. Pretty damn amazing. Yeah. Like Vita, Vita. A two hundred or like three hundred dollar indie machine. <laughs> I could be playing Street Fighter Five during this recording right now through remote remote play. 3DS can't do that. That's true, but. Still. <laughs> Anyways, mm. um, Fallout Four DLC was announced. Uh, yeah. There's going to be smaller, like smaller pack DLCs and the larger DLCs. But basically, the season pass will net you at the moment thirty uh, thirty bucks to get. Is the it thirty pack. or is it? It's twenty four. It's, it's thirty right now. $29.99, but they will increase the price to $50 after uh, starting from March. Yeah, so and that's because... Uh, they're adding more content. To yeah, the, they, they're to adding more content they than, they, than they thought they were going to add. Yeah, yeah. so basically there's a smaller pack. It's an automaton uh, pack where basically you can, uh, I think, build, build, your build robots own, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, build your own robots, which sounds great. And then yeah. there's the Wasteland Workshop. Where you can, we can play Pokemon, basically. Yeah, you capture like uh, creatures and stuff, and make them fight for you. Also, yep. raiders are considered creatures. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. then there is Far Harbor, which, which is, is a story-based uh, DLC. So it's it sounds like uh, Bethesda are doing what they're good at and releasing decent DLC. Uh, so yeah, if you wanna if you wanna uh, catch the season pass before the price increase, you can buy it now. I don't know if we're gonna release this episode before the the price they increase. They say when they're yeah. increasing the price. I think the first of March. I'm not yeah. sure like exact date, but um, be starting from March, yeah, sometime yeah. in March, they're gonna increase the price from from thirty now. bucks to fifty bucks. <laughs> So yeah, uh, but if you get it now, like you save pretty much twenty dollars. Um, finally, let's talk about the HTC Vive. They uh, announced the price yes. of the VR headset is going to be at eight hundred dollars. It's two hundred dollars more expensive than the uh, the Oculus Rift. Well, the hardware is better. So okay, I expect it to be at least a thousand two hundred bucks. But yeah, eight hundred dollars for the Vive. Um, <laughs> It's expensive. Like, it's I, like, I can't, I, you can't, you can't, you can't, I can't, ha, I can't have fun paying $800. See, it's $800 like, plus you need to have a beefy PC. Yeah. yeah. So, this the, is the I barrier mean, for entry is huge. Like, like we were saying earlier, like Sony, like the ball is in Sony's court right now. Like, yeah. Sony, if I were Sony, and obviously I'm not a businessman, so I have no idea what I'm talking about, but if I was Sony, I'd, I'd take a loss on the hardware. And announce like like three hundred dollars or something for the PSVR. Whoa, this is very cheap. So <laughs> that's even, the thing. You, it, even, it's actually not. Even four hundred dollars is still, I think, uh, a, is, a, an okay price point to start with. Is Oculus five hundred or six hundred? Six hundred. So you're still undercutting both. Yeah. You know the the thing the the thing Sony has for them at the moment is um, is that they you don't have need, like a buff PC to like. They like, have an install base of 40 million yeah. right now, I think. So 40 million people are ready to buy a headset and just plug in and play. 
I mean, they're not ready. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, price. I mean, not yeah, ready, I mean, not ready financially, yeah, but they're, but they're but available. Their setup is there. Their their quote potential quote, customers. Their quote unquote rig is ready. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to like go and buy a two thousand dollar desktop just to be ready for the technology. And on top of that, I mean, okay, the, with the Oculus, you need a really good PC. But with the Vive, it's not that you just need a good PC. You need a good PC, and you need the space. Because Assuming the software gonna, uses the the motion, the room, the room tracking. Yeah, I mean, okay, the, the Vive has. apparently has better hardware than the Oculus. But for a person like me who isn't super into VR, but kind of interested, if I had a choice between the Oculus and the Vive, and I saw the prices, and I saw with each was capable of, I'd probably end up with the Oculus just because of the price point. Because at the end of the day, I mean, even though the hardware is supposedly better with the Vive, it's 800 bucks. It, it's for games. It's, yeah, and, and, and I'm going to be using like, it. Uh, and, and I'm going to be using it for games. And how many developers are going to take advantage of the Vive's gimmick, which is being able to move around the room, you know? See, this is, this is the case right now for all VR headsets. Like... Um, you have to have software that can that can that you can lean on. Yeah. Which I mean, Sony. This is something else Sony has supposedly should have an advantage with. You know. Yeah, because because their their hardware is is going to be accessible to the most demographic. Like the, mm -hmm. like the they have they have potentially 14 million customers to buy who are ready to buy. They're not ready financially, but then again, ready ready technically because. Like, a PS4 is all you need to run the PlayStation VR. Yeah. It's, it's kind of similar to the 4K TVs. The, so many companies making 4K TVs, but there's no that much content of 4K. No, it's starting TVs. to it's starting it's to start, become it's starting to more become, but it's kind of no, it's still far away. I think no, because because most away. phones now can can film in 4K. You can yeah, create your many, own 4K content. Yeah, but but. You're, when you buy a 4K TV, I mean, you how much are you paying? No, and no, 4K TVs are pretty good priced now. Like we I bought, know. we bought a okay. 4K TV with, for our Duania, like a 55 okay. inch, and it costs us 400 KD. Okay, with good price, good. with good price, what content you want to, what content, what type of content there is that's viewed in 4K, uh, except for your video recording, which YouTube is, has you 4K content. Everyone's uploading in 4K. Yeah, but but I mean, it's still not. Something that your everyday uh, 4K, consumer. 4K Blu-ray is on its way. I yeah, but it's oh. but it's yeah. still. I mean, like what I think he, uh, Bisho's point is for gaming. You mean? Yeah, for gaming and for your unless every, you have like person. a really good PC that yeah. can run 4K comfortably. Yeah, then, for yeah. for the average person, a, f a 4K TV isn't a worthy investment right now. No, no, no. But yeah, it's exactly. it's it's priced well enough right now to future-proof your. Your purchase, you know. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like I never bought an. Um, my first, my first HD TV was an HD ready 26 inch BenQ BenQ TV. Yeah. HD ready. It doesn't even do 1080p, <laughs> and it cost me half the price of my current TV, which I bought at the time. A 50 inch. I have a 50 inch plasma uh, Panasonic TV. Um, I bought it for 500 KD, so that's roughly around. Mm, I want to say, yeah, do the conversion really quick. That's like, <laughs> what, you're converting to euro? No, I don't know what the hell. KWD, happened. KWD, KWD. There uh, you go. All right. 
Let's do 500k WD. So that's a hundred, that's 1,670 US dollars at the time. Yeah. That's like maybe 2011 or something when I bought it. Um, and at the time when I bought my small BenQ 26 inch, I pretty much say monitor at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, it cost me half the price of this TV, 250 KD. So which is expensive. Still expensive. Yeah. But now you can get a you can get a 1080 1080p display for like a fraction of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and 4K TVs are getting cheaper as well. Yeah. So I mean, it's a good in time. A few years. It's yeah. A, yeah. In, in less, maybe in a year, you can get a 4K TV and future-proof your purchase. Yeah. You know, at a decent price. So the problem with VR right now is that there hasn't been none of them launched yet as of this recording and we haven't had uh, a good or a bad example mm. like yeah i mean it's still too early it's to still judge. speculation yeah, yeah it's still purely speculation and and also you need to you need to have the software that could sell the hardware yeah. as well because if you're not gonna make a good game to to, to push your hardware some other industry is gonna take over yeah. and and prove that they can make use of this. Like, I'm pretty sure the porn industry is interested in VR. No, I'm yeah. serious. No, no, I know. Because they, ha they have had impact before yeah, with like VHS Betamax and, and Betamax yeah. and uh, Blu-ray and HD DVD. <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's a serious topic. No, no, yeah, you know? yeah, but yeah. It's as funny, as, funny <laughs> as hilarious, as, as, like, as incredible as it sounds, if gaming doesn't pick up, other, other businesses will, will eventually, like, or other industries will eventually find some kind of use yeah. for VR. Personally, I think, like, it's still way too early for VR. I think VR... It's way too early for it to be mainstream. Yeah. Well, but, it's, but it's, you know, it's the early adopters that are going to dictate how yeah. well it advances. But, but at the same time, like, all these companies need profit at the end of the day of course of course but this so, is why big companies are doing it right now because yeah. you have you have this you have sony which is sort of financially picking themselves up right now um you have <laughs> valve valve and htc htc is a company's not that great financially but valve has a ton of money yeah and they can invest and then you have facebook investing in oculus yeah. so the, the the major players are huge in the business. Yeah, I mean, like we said, this is just speculation now, but I'm, I'm really curious to see, like, at the end of the year, who profits. And like, you know, what's interesting is that big names in gaming are backing it up. Like, you have, you have, you have, yeah, you have but, people like... But that doesn't uh, say much, because, I mean, if you remember when the Wii U was first announced, they had that video for the announcement, and they had EA that was, like, backing, supporting no, 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 the Wii U. Is, and it's different here because... You're you're taking people like John Carmack and like placing huge faith in like what kind of experience like VR can give you because yeah, but I mean John Carmack is unique because at the end of the day it's not just John Carmack. This is a thing. Yeah, it's not just John Carmack. It's like a lot of like huge gaming leads are are like singing praise of VR and its you potential. Should, uh, yeah, I mean, every day we're not. I mean, we're not saying that that VR is bad. Like I've experienced yeah, yeah, Oculus. And it's in, it's good, but but I mean, you haven't there's a had the case that like the yeah. perfect case to prove like what, this is the future. Yeah, okay. there's a difference between between like obviously game developers are gonna say VR is amazing because they know what they can they're capable of. Yeah, you know, but that doesn't mean it's a direct it, one to one of the vision or the potential yeah. of what what they can. Yeah, create. precisely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so I mean, yeah, I mean, there needs to be good software to prove that this is worth. 
yeah. investing in, especially yeah. at this, that these price points. Come on, yeah, like freaking ridiculous. Eight hundred bucks yeah. is a lot, and and like that's considering that you already have a PC that can run it. You know. Yeah. At, that, uh, at that, I. Uh, um, I, I think it's even uh, if they didn't profit at the end with the money, I think they will profit so much with the experience of this device for for the next. VR. I mean, it depends how badly or how good it does. You know, if it's if they do decently, then yeah, I could see it. If they do badly, like like it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting end of year because. Yeah, I mean, the cheapest VR headset you can get right now is the Samsung Gear. It's, I think yeah. it's at like. 30 KD you can get these days, which is Something 100 like bucks. That. Around 100, 150 bucks. You can get it. You can get it, and it's a decent experience. Like people who have tried it on their Samsung phones, hmm. have tried it with gaming, tried it with watching media on it. It's legit, and it's pretty cheap, and it's Oculus technology, you know. Yeah. But if we can get it to a price point where more people can, it's it's really going to be a game of price. If pricing, if pricing is right and the content is there, people will follow, people will come. But yeah, it's it's still too early, and I think like calling it off and like saying like VR is the future, the price is expensive, ha ha ha. It's I think it's still early. Like these, they have to have a failure or a success story to tell, and none I mean, of that happened yet. Technically, we we've had one failure: the virtual Game Boy. Yeah, I, I was going to say yeah, virtual Boy just, wasn't even VR. Yeah, yet. I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. yeah. No, but uh, uh, on, its, on, its, on its time, you know, it's, it's at its like, time it was technically even, it, no, technically <laughs> at, at its time it was horrible. <laughs> you yeah, could only the, 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 I, I don't know if you guys know the yeah. the story, but you could only play with the Virtual Boy for like five or ten minutes at a time because if you played for a long period, you'd get a headache. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it wasn't even real VR. So yeah, it's yeah. just three D. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like. It had depth, but yeah. nothing like yeah. virtual reality. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but now the technology is actually virtual reality. It's actual yeah. VR. It's actually there. But it's a challenge to get to get it to people's hand in people's hands. Eight hundred dollars, like eight hundred dollars. Like, look at it this way: Would you rather buy eight hundred dollars and get a HTC Vive, or would you rather get a PS4 and an Xbox? No, no. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather like invest a bit more than eight hundred dollars and get a good PC. Yeah. I mean, or that, yeah. Because, yeah. because, yeah, pretty much, you can buy an Xbox and PlayStation, and then some. Yeah. With this amount of money, um, but yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's how my my brain works. Like, it looks at that price, like eight hundred dollars, and in my head, what it's else just can like, I do with eight hundred dollars? What else can I do with eight hundred dollars? Yeah. <laughs> this is for the enthusiasts, at least at launch. Yeah. This is for the enthusiasts. It's for the people who are curious, the early the early adopters who are gonna. Be basically the, the 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 test subjects for these yeah. developers, and and that's that's another interesting point. I'm really interested to see how people react to it because personally, I, I get motion sickness a lot, and that was one of the main problems I had with the Oculus. Yeah, is that I got sick, mm. and so I mean, I, I'm I'm really interested to see how they work around that. Yeah, or well, or if I'm like completely barred from VR. You won't you won't have to wait so long for that cuz they're shipping early, early April yeah. so yeah. Interesting. Let's see what Sony does. I, I think it's like in a business perspective it's going to be interesting to see what Sony prices it at. Yeah. Um, they, but before we end the, this topic did they say when they're going to announce it? Announce what? The, the VR? Sony VR. No, they didn't. But I'm, I'm guessing right. E3. But uh, the president of GameSpot... Uh, yeah, he hinted that he hinted it would be, be the end of the year. Yeah. yeah it'll end be a holiday year? Yeah, holiday launch. 
Whoa. I wouldn't that be surprised. Is... I wouldn't be surprised. But that's a long... I mean, Oculus is launching in May, right? It doesn't matter to Sony. They are, their install base is completely like separate from the PCs. I, I yeah, but they, I mean, it's the, the hype around VR is happening right now. You know, like if they wait until the end of the year, the, would the hype still be there? But if I they can make with great games, that's true. Like and the pricing, and the pricing. Like, yeah. if, don't forget that the uh, uh, Valve, uh, yeah, Valve, yeah, Valve, Valve, the Vive. and uh, Vive yeah. and uh, Oculus, they, they don't have to be like so many games on it because they can use it with applications or yeah. programs. Because it's the nature of it being on PC. Yeah, yeah, on PC. So they can use it with other things other than games. But on the PlayStation VR, it's a different story. It like Ace Combat, for example, like that's not coming on PC. Yeah. And it's on PS4 and has... It can be played with VR. I'd like to try that out, you know? And yeah. I can only find that on PlayStation. So, so the PlayStation have, must have like prepared a library just for the PlayStation VR to be yeah. like interest, make people interesting in investing and try it. Basically, what they need, they need the Wii Sports. Yeah, that's, they, that's exactly. They need a killer app or, yeah. or a good showcase for the VR to prove yeah. that, okay, this is worth investing in. This mm -hmm. is worth getting. Because, I mean, even Ace Combat, you said you can play it with VR, but you could also play it without VR. Yeah. yeah so, what's like, you need something, you need an application where, like, it's created for that. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, like Ace Combat is a good example because flying is an experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Definitely. if you experience that in first person, like yeah. an, an actual like virtual reality, yeah. it still makes sense, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be you know you're probably gonna throw up, I guess. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, but it's interesting <laughs> to give it a shot. You know? But again, it depends on on how much the VR is gonna cost. I mean, at the end of the day, say the PSVR is gonna be four hundred bucks. Do you want to pay 400 bucks to vomit? Yes. I would pay $400 then pay $800. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, here, here's the thing. Like with deals and stuff like that, it could probably like compete. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be a bundle eventually. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think like it's it's as you said uh, at the at the start of this discussion like it's the balls in Sony's field right now. Yeah. They they can they have an advantage to to undercut everyone. Yeah. Uh, and they have the install base to sell it to. So, well, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting year. Another interesting aspect, I know we're running out of time, but I, it's something I was wondering is, it's, I mean, we're, how many years are we in this, into this current gen? Like, uh, we're in year three now. Year three. It's pretty known that the consoles aren't that Powerful. No, or not as this generation is as, very yeah. underwhelming. Yeah, so I'm I'm wondering how that's going to play with VR, the PSVR, because I, I know I read that the the PlayStation VR is going to come with its own uh, processor. Yeah. yeah, its processing unit is detached from yeah. the from the from the from the PlayStation Four. So that's a, uh, that's good it's thing. a good move. It's a, it's yeah, a good move, but yeah. I, I'm I'm it's just wondering the price. And yeah. then again, the VR, the PSVR isn't specced as well as the Oculus Rift and and Vive. Yeah. So. There is some kind of leniency in terms of how, you know, performance versus cost, you know? Yeah. I don't think you should be worried. They should be worried <laughs> if they, if, if it suddenly has PC support. Because yeah. for 400, let's assume like it's going to be 400 bucks. For 400 bucks, I can buy a PlayStation VR, which I can hook into a PC and I can use it also for a PlayStation. 
So I have more, more like applications. Like I can use it for more things, you know. Yeah. But then again, it if if. But that's this it's, is fan fiction. We, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. we 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 have to, at the end of the day we have to see how it performs. I mean. It, maybe it performs like crap and like investing what, in an from, Oculus would from be what, from what people have tried in, in, uh, in, sh in, in show floors they, they've been praising the PlayStation VR yeah, but I mean like, it, but, there's but, a difference between yeah. the show floor and your home and your home exactly and what things could change from, yeah. from like demos to final products yeah uh, we'll see what happens this year it's gonna be interesting lots of new stuff yeah. okay so that's the end for news um, I think we might have room for one small topic. Do you want to do it? We can we save it for the next episode. I mean, we're past two hours now. Yeah, let's just save it for next time. Yeah, we'll save it for next time. As I think we can just uh, end the episode here. Um, uh, if, you've, uh, if you have any suggestions or comments, uh, please leave us um, an email at info info at luckygg.com or in the comment sections of the post where you'll find which you can find at luckygg.com or at 2.48 a.m. I think Patrick will be posting a link there. You can subscribe to us hopefully on iTunes. We'll, we'll figure that out very soon and also we're gonna um, we're gonna uh, post the new feed. You can you can look for us at uh, Double Jump, hopefully in any uh, podcast catcher app like Pocket Casts on iOS or Android or or the equivalent to those. Um, you can follow me at Twitter at uh, Yakub underscore H. Patrick is Pat underscore Mahul M A K H O U L and Bishu at Basha Bishu. Chat with us on Twitter. We always like to to uh, discuss things with everyone. I mean, I always reply. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you, inshallah. In a week, hopefully. Hopefully in a week, or whenever we have enough content to, to, uh, to share with you guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode, and see you next time. Good night. Bye-bye.